Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably looked like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Are impressionists. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jeez. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. It's Wednesday, you know what that means. The top of wrestling is here. We are fired up, one side for sure. The other one we'll find out when uh, he joins in in just a moment. But I am the professor, Mark Fantasia. Thanks for joining us here for another weekly episode. It's episode 10, which means that you have only three weeks left to share an episode, share a post, share anything of the Top of Wrestling podcast, and you are entered to win the Top of Wrestling Extra Medium shirt. The Top of Wrestling. Man, that seems... That was a cool sign to see. Did anybody see that this past weekend? I guess we'll talk about that in a minute, but... Hey, if you guys are listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, thank you. We appreciate it. Share, like, keep subscribing. Well, don't keep subscribing. I would say keep sharing more than keep subscribing unless you want to. I don't know if that helps our numbers. Up, down, up, down. We'll have to find out. But this week we are going to be talking AEW. We had Dynamite. We had Revolution 2022. We're also going to be taking our trip back in time with the Monday Night Wars. We'll be bringing something to the table. We'll find out if NWA is here with a good shit. Hey, we even got Movie of the Week. And man, I'm excited to talk about that one because you heard just have a real bad day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the co-host of the Top of Wrestling podcast. Some call him Joe. Some call him the Doc. On this show, we call him ODM. Hear ye, hear ye. From this day forward, Nikita Lyons shall be referred to as one or more of the following. The Iron Cheek. Claptus Jack. Thicky Steamboat. Thicky James. Yam Yam Bigelow. Suplexus Texas. <laughs> That's a porn reference. Cake the Snake. Yami Guevara, <laughs> Road Pog, Donk the Clown, and Ultimo Wagon. This message has been approved I like by Yam the Yam. Wrestling. <laughs> I really like Yam Yam Bigelow. Um, 
I like road pog. You know, it, it's funny because if you know, that's exactly how our show ended last week. <laughs> I didn't know her name. I just saw the meme that circulated Wait, like was crazy. That? Oh, is that, is that the one with the ass or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I did cut it off before the, the show ended, but, you know, or when the show ended, but that's the best meme is the one that's going around reporting the picture to Facebook. It's uh, going against Facebook guidelines, this and that. But the one that's clicked is, I'm not in this picture. I like the one where it's Jim Ross at the computer and they put that picture on where he's looking like, what the hell? (laughs) Oh, man. So, hey, much like last week, I'm still running this shit. Fucking murdering still running this shit. The T.O.W. is still running the shit in the Fantasy League. T.O.W. All I needed was just another couple hundred Battle Royal points, as we did. Um, I actually thought from Revolution I would have better, but then I had to think about I both Red Dragon lost, and that killed me, too. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so, the losing points that gets you. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. And that's all there really is to say. I'm down to fourth, man. Tiger Queen's ahead of me, but you're running the shit, so I can just sit back and relax and be prepared for next season. I like it. Keep that shit up. Um, uh, 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 Spoiler alert, or uh, kayfabe, pal. uh, Professor's very, very excited to get to what we're going to call our top topic, even though it's not our top topic, but it kind of is. So guess what? The shortest ever news with ODM. Barry Horowitz is coming out of retirement. Don't know where, don't know when, don't care. Thought it was interesting. Vader is being added to the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame class. Steve Austin and Kevin Owens may be in confrontation, not a match. Vince isn't actually wrestling. And Cody Rhodes and WWE talks have fizzled out. Big fucking surprise. Let's talk about the two big takeaways from Dynamite so we can get right to Revolution. Keep going. You're doing a great job. I, this really, I, you're going to get it under a minute. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk about the big one from uh, this week's Dynamite. Tony Khan has announced that he purchased Ring of Honor. Nailed it. Uh, with that, yep. they also get the video library. Everybody seems to be very happy. Um, a lot of people are, are, are tweeting at Tony Khan that we're on the Ring of Honor roster. Uh, you know, you got to keep in mind the Briscoes, none of them officially have Ring of Honor contracts, but... Um, and it's basically been talked about that Ring of Honor might be sort of the NXT uh, to their main roster, um, which which shouldn't be looked that. at the same. But it's gonna be it's gonna be somewhat of the same. I could see FTR going over there and just let them wrestle the Briscoes for a year or two. Um, the only other thing to talk about, I think we can just bring it up as the lead up before we start talking the match at Revolution, as it was like the last thing. So, F and A, you were there. I got pictures of you with the signs. Fucking great. I, I got to thank you. I've never gotten a shout-out uh, on pay-per-view. Uh, and that one was clear as day. Fucking Daniel Bryan gets on the post as he gets in the ring, and I just see this sign pop up right in the middle of the screen. Hey, ODM. Got a picture of it. Fucking awesome. Flash that many times, too, man. I, I never knew when it was going to happen, but then I found out all three signs made it on. We'll, we'll get there. But, yeah, uh, what you were talking about with Dynamite, so... As soon as Punk came to the ring wearing the Daniel Bryan shirt, you know, solid white tee. <laughs> you know, everybody wears their own shirts to the ring. Daniel Bryan wears white. Yep. Punk wears white. And I go, oh, somebody's going to bleed. That's why you wear white. Yep. MJF comes out in white, white too. White suit. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Take it from here. 
Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, basically Punk saying, you know, you know, he didn't want to become the bad guy. He wakes up every morning, splashes water on his face if I become the bad guy. Uh, but he's kind of still hesitant because he doesn't want to get gaslit by uh, MJF. So MJF comes out and they actually hug. And man, this is fucking these two are so goddamn good because MJF buries his head in MJF or in, in Punk's shoulder. Like he's crying, like he wants to be consoled, and Punk's patting him on the back. And MJF's like nodding his head. It was so fucking great. And then he just crotches him. Just punts him. Well, it's right. funny because Punk was hesitant to officially put his arms around him in a hug, too. Right. He had his arms yep. out to the side for about a good solid 10 seconds as MJF mm-hmm. was hugging him. And yep. it, it was it, real solid. And you wrote it to me prior to me even getting to the pay-per-view, you texted, um, I think it was right after that segment or the next day, and you said this is absolutely already feud of the year. I mean, it's it began, I think, just around Thanksgiving, mm. and I'm already ready for Punk MJF3. What's the oh, next yeah. level? When is it? And it could go a year from now. I'm fine mm. with that. It doesn't have to happen right away, and we're going to get to some of that as well. Um excellent moment in all the blood but my favorite part so you know i have referenced this exact quote (laughs) we've actually referenced it it as well when we did our our movie of the week yeah and it was a bumper at the beginning of one of our shows exactly which is punk saying his story about the snake he said that an old man nurses a snake back to health. Snake bites him. Old man says, why? And he says, you fool. You old fool. Are you stupid old fool? I'm a snake. And then Punk says, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you guys exist. You didn't believe, and I am that devil. Nearly word for word is what MJF does, minus the full snake story. He just says, you stupid old man, I'm a snake. And goes through all of it. And I'm like... I don't know how many people caught it because I searched oh, and sure searched. I saw a yeah, lot but of Twitter. No one called it out. I was the first uh, that I had noticed, to be honest with you, the post that I made. I hadn't seen anybody else really reference that. Hmm. Personally. And what's crazy is that's not the first time we're going to be referencing something so old school that oh, you knew you had to have known. I mean, you already know that since it was the intro today. That, you know, yeah, it was going to happen. So, anyway. Uh, so, man, what, what what did you do this weekend? Anything interesting? Anything fun? Oh, let's see. Saturday, I went out for an aunt's birthday party. I went to my buddy's house. Wheezy's so, kid. I went Sunday night to AEW's <laughs> Revolution in Orlando, Florida. Um, Man, look at I got a whole list of things. Uh, when we were on the way back, I drove the four hours back today. It was like four and a half hours. Look at man, I'm still in my Brody shirt that I wore last night, man. I haven't showered, haven't really slept much. I mean, the pay per view didn't end to what? Just damn near midnight. Midnight. Yeah. By the time I get out of the arena, get out to the the car, get home to the Airbnb that we stayed at, hung out, eating, talking, and shit, shooting the shit. I'm tired as fuck, but I was like. Throwing back a five-hour, baby. We're ready for this show today because I'm letting it all out. I got stories for ODM. And I was ready to text you so many different times. I go, nah, you save that for the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I noticed that we barely said 
I think it, only the pre-show did we say anything to each other, and then it was radio silence the rest of the night, which was I respect that out of you because you knew that I was not going to be yeah you're not be checking to your phone anything yeah. anytime soon. Anything I texted um, you was just about the if I saw a sign. That yeah. was pretty much it. Well, it totally. That was actually the only one, uh, the only time. And I will say right now, a couple of quick shout outs. So we got Little John. Now, Little John, my, my, my uh, good family member, he messaged me, said, where are you guys? Where am I going to find you guys? He saw some signs. Uh, it, that was awesome. So I'm glad that he was there. He Oh, yeah. He said, what signs should I be looking for? And I go. Uh, this is the top of wrestling. And he goes, naturally, I said. And as well as I brought, I left my RV for this. And he goes, oh, I was hoping you brought that one. And then I texted him and said, but also I brought a third one. He doesn't know. It says, hey, ODM. So I was hoping that all three signs would get hit. And on the main program within the first 35 seconds. Yep. Yep. Two out of three were shown. I was like, oh, it is on, baby. Dead center. Um, yeah, dude. It was so funny is that I thought I had 10th row. And mm-hmm. when you do the math, if I said row J, well, J is the 10th letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because they do other sporting events here, maybe A through uh, ABC. I. Yeah, I did go through that. Yeah, anyway. A through I. Um, were not fully that way. I think they took out a couple of rows because mm. when I did the math, I go, I'm in sixth or seventh right now. I go, ooh, we may actually really be on TV. Because the more I started walking down the, the stairs. That's the best go, feeling. Yeah, and I'm like, we're getting closer. Oh, my God. We're the, holy shit, what is this all about, man? I didn't realize Jay was going to be this low. I'm like, I, I'm like, is the alphabet wrong? And I didn't understand it, but I think they took <laughs> rows out, which is cool. <laughs> By the way, uh. Wait, wait, the financial arena. No, I uh, addition financial arena. Okay. Smaller than the Blue Cross Arena. I want to say AEW, you should bring more than just a dynamite to Blue Cross Arena because if that's the size that Revolution was in, we could take a pay-per-view. Fuck yeah. Dude. Fuck yeah. That's all it was. It was that small. Wow. Like I was looking around, I actually looked at my wife, I go is it me or is this place small? Like, I was anticipating a 20,000 arena for some reason, being that it's a big pay-per-view, right? Mm. Nah, man, this thing, max 10. You know, very max it felt like. And I'm looking, and we're looking around, and we both go, Blue Cross is way bigger than this, deeper, too. Like, I was, it was just surprising to me. Yeah, it's weird. Um, So, look, at you got your stories, I got mine for the show. Hey, chime in when you're ready, okay? I'm going to start giving mine. We go to the Airbnb, have a good time, we get ready. Now, you've heard of bros before hoes. Well, nugs before poster signs. Uh, Signs are in the car. And it was cool because in the parking garage, there was a kind of a clam bake sale going on at that time. (laughs) And so I... uh, we get out of the car. We start walking. We get about maybe halfway there, and I go, babe, signs, signs. And I'm nudging her with my shoulder to push off into the grass. Get off of this sidewalk. We need to turn back and go to the parking garage. And I go, signs, signs. But nuggets have affected her a touch faster than me. So her <laughs> reaction time is like, what? 
Mind you, I have called them posters like six times already earlier in the day, so when I switched it up to the word signs, all of a sudden it did throw her off <laughs> when you're not ready with, sign, with that. So I go, oh, we got to run all the way back up those steps. She goes, <laughs> I go, all right, I'll go. I'll come back and meet you. Where are you going to be right here? She goes, I'll start following with you and I'll get there. But I'm doing a fast-paced speed walk with my head down, and I go back to the car. And she's kind of behind me, maybe like 20, 30 feet, but nowhere near as fast, you know, because I'm like trying to go as fast as I can to get going here. It's like 6.30, um, so I'm trying to get oh, into yeah. the arena. Oh, no, it was like 6.20. Um, and I get the signs. I come back. I see her. She goes, do you have any idea the perception of what that looked like? And I go, what? We look like we just broke up. Because I had my head down, I'm walking real fast, and she's just trailing behind me, going the 100% opposite of where everyone else is going. Everyone is going to the arena. I look like I'm like, like running to get back to the car and shit, and she's trailing behind me. I just, she goes, we look like we just broke up. I go, ah, well, we're together now. Hopefully, we'll sit next to those people, too. Um, So then, dude, we get to the, uh, up to the front. I'm checking my pockets. I'm getting ready. It says take out all your stuff. And doesn't the professor bring a goddamn knife with him? What? <laughs> yep. Remember in Maverick? Oh, that 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 that, that gun, that's hers. That, that ain't mine. That's hers. <laughs> I go, babe, I got to put this in your purse. She goes, what? I go, I can't have it on me. It's going to go off when I go through this detector. She goes, what do you think it's going to do with mine? I go, we'll put the keys in there. I, I don't know. We, I just, I'm like going all the way back to this garage at this point now. Like, now I'm way too far beyond that. We put it in there, that, cell phones. We hand the bag to a guy, because and he puts it beyond, like to the whole other side where you don't even go through a metal detector. Like, it didn't even touch that, right? So mm-hmm. we walk through, no ping at all, right? But there's a size looking thing that he measures it up against with mm. like lines. And if it's bigger than that, you can't have it. And I'm looking, I'm like, if that thing is even over a, a half an inch, I'm squeezing that bastard as hard as I can. Like I'm trying to pop a zit and <laughs> just put it in one spot. And he goes, Oh yeah, you guys are good. And I go, and when I looked, I go, Oh, we got the, I don't give a shit kid. We're fine. Look at it. <laughs> I'm like, you could totally tell. And then when we get back to the, uh, when we get to the seats, she goes, here, take the keys. And I didn't realize she was handing me both of that. And she goes, God, you are a horrible wingman. I go, sorry, the nuggets are just kicking in for me now. <laughs> All right. First match for the, the buy-in. I have a little girl behind me. Just keeps kicking the back of my chair. And I go, oh, oh motherfucker. I'm going to lose my mind. She stops. Mother was cool. She was like, oh, honey, be careful. Don't, you know, don't do that. They had championships. The guy behind me had two of like the real championships. One was the NWO world title, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm oh, like, that's, that's cool. one you don't see all too often. Uh, and I think the other one may have been uh, the A. Oh, it was the AEW championship. And his little girl had a little AEW championship. So uh, I'm all right. We know with what's. Uh, it, she's kicked a little bit. I'm like, oh, I hope this isn't a problem. So. I decide to hurry up and go get my merchandise before the buy-in 100% begins. Mm-hmm. My wife is sitting at the seat. And I and 
it's about to begin with Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander. Guess what? I 100% didn't know until I got back to the seat. My wife goes, oh, my God, these guys came at, uh, came out and rapped about the ass boys. I go, oh, my God, the acclaimed were here. No, <laughs> shit. Oh, I missed the acclaimed. I didn't think they were anywhere, anywhere in the card. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. damn it. Um, so I go to the merch man. I'm waiting in line, waiting in line. Yeah, you can get an AEW world title for $850. There's a poster, a poster for $800, but it has everybody's signature on it. Or you can get the same poster for $10, (laughs) just regular. I'm like, you can barely see the faces with the one. I'm like, eh, it's too smudged out with all the, the signatures on it. I'd take the $10 one anyway. But anyway, I didn't really do that. I ended up getting the AEW official Revolution shirt, and on the back it says, I was there. Nice. Never had one of those, man. Never had an I was there shirt. I have a hoodie from going to WrestleMania 25, but it didn't have I was there on the back, which I kind of wish it did. Right. But you know, as a traveling uh, musician, my guitar case is filled with stickers that I've collected. And they had stickers there, and I... and. You're going to love this. I'm going to zoom it up to here as I'm saying it. It is all the painted faces from the dynamite of Sting, Punk, and Darby Allen. It's one sticker. And I go, yep, that's the one for the guitar. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. But I ask for all this shit, right? Guy tells me the price. It was like like $47, something like that. And I go, okay. I hand him 50 And he goes, we don't take cash. (laughs) <laughs> what what are you talking about he goes, no, nobody, no, we don't take cash here. nobody takes cash anymore <laughs> I'm that old school old school Italian the fuck you don't mean to, you don't take cash what the <laughs> so I go oh my god hey man shout out to the nice older gentleman next to me I just looked at him and I go can I put this on your order and I give you the cash and a tip and he goes, he just hands his card over to the guy, and he goes, hey, he goes here. And I and I only had, like, 45 outs. I'm trying to look for the two. He goes, no, 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 don't worry about it. I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so I gave him a couple extra bucks. I was like, bro, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And it was like, I'm like, I'm not going to get merch at this point. If, I, if, if I'm walking away from this, I'm not getting anything. So I'm not coming back out. Right. I only have one more time. I'm going to maybe come back out. And we'll get to that. <laughs> so I get back in time to see the end of Hirsch and Statlander. Um, then I actually thought they would save Hook and QT Marshall for directly before the show to pump the shit out of the crowd because of Hook. You know, I thought that right. would be the idea. And it wasn't. They put Hook first. Um, like, your boy works hard when he's at one of these things i will try to get a chance started i will try to say things when things are quiet i know i told you i was gonna try and do the oh yeah didn't do it didn't feel it didn't have the right opportunity but i did have some moments where i was able to yell some things and things got quiet and i i yelled out you suck cutie marshall like doing the cutie right a couple people laughed in the area and i was like yeah yeah on top of wrestling baby anyway so hook over a shit. Um, oh, yeah. 
for a brief moment, I thought Eric Rowan or uh, Redbeard was going to turn on Death Triangle. I'm like, he kind of more fits for the House of Black. I don't get right. why he's with them. So I was like, okay, maybe he's going to turn. Because all he did with Brody was do like, sh- uh, Brody King was like shoulder pushes for like five straight minutes. And I go, I actually turned to my wife. I go, you know, he doesn't actually hit anybody. And then all of a sudden he went on a spree and started hitting everybody. I go, well, never mind. That theory's out the door. <laughs> um, just really cool to see all those guys, man. Brody King is a beast in real life to see. Um, it just overall real cool. And then afterwards, even though they lost the match, Death Triangle kind of turned and did some poses. That's kind of one thing is that when they're done, you probably noticed when you were at Dynamite when they're not on either a commercial or in a backstage segment, they're still walking and waving to the crowd, still doing their thing. You know what I yep. mean? And, and it's not like in WWE, when it goes black, they just they turn and run. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, it's, the cameras aren't on me anymore. Oh, we're going to talk about camera work. Anyway, so – Opening match. You could not have opened with any better of a match, man. Eddie Kingston, crowd was hot. And I'm going to ask you probably during a lot of this, but how did it come across on the TV for this one, for Kingston and Jericho? How did the crowd sound? Oh, hot. I mean, first of all, you, and it was smart to have Jericho come out first because everybody can sing along to Judas, and that just gets your heart rate going beautiful and then you have Kingston. i was belting oh. it i had arms in the air like I, I was like come on man get me get me over here baby i'm like i'm singing this shit <laughs> and then uh yeah and then fucking uh, um oh my god why am i eddie kingston over as hell over as hell um it, he entered too man just beeline oh, to the yeah. ring he didn't even wait for anything like his music yep. hit and he just took his shit off and ran in yep that oh, was fantastic and the, and it, and the match was just solid. It, it, the people were definitely, definitely on Kingston's side. It's so funny because, you know, you talked about when they put the when you know when they put the title on him, and he he just doesn't fit the mold. He he's you know because he, he's just so flabby. <laughs> I wonder if they tell him they're gonna yeah start doing some sit ups, bro. Um, but yeah, it doesn't but you know matter. What? He's over. You know who else fuck. was a world champion? Dusty. Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. And Steve Austin wasn't exactly your skinny mini of all the times. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's just fits funny. the double mold of both of them. I, and I would right. absolutely be okay with him being a world champion. He's more over and would be more credible in that world title match against Adam Cole than Adam Page was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it came across great. It, it, was, a, it was a great match. Uh, I like how it ended. Uh, I like Kingston almost selling like he was stunned. Like, he's like, I won. I won. <laughs> yeah. The handshake thing was pretty big. Perfect. Um, I tried, man. Okay, look, at not every one of my yell outs was going to land, you know, quite well, like a wet piece of spaghetti. But uh, it was, I yelled out loud, hey, Jericho, did you get ab implants? <laughs> but it kind of it fell short. So you got us here, and you're like, all right, let's up the ante. Here's a tag team title match. Now, there was a part of me that was like, all right, I have a feeling it Jurassic is just going to retain, which they did. And I was like, I have a feeling that if you're going to do anything right after this, it's probably going to be Jade Cargill and Ty Conti. I go, hmm, let's wait it out. We'll see what's going on. 
and I debated leaving, and I'm so glad I didn't. Now, look at we say fuck the Young Bucks on here quite a bit, right? <laughs> but I'm going to say, seeing them live in the match, eh, man, I just had a really, really deep appreciation for them they and what they were doing, the storytelling with uh, – Kyle O'Reilly and and Matt Jackson. <laughs> I loved it because it was the, oops, I didn't mean to do that. And then they are just pers- purposely fucking each other over. It was storytelling with the good guys still prevailing. Um, how many times do I also say, fuck, I hate that there's a dinosaur on this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It Dude, impressed me, old. man. Watching him face-to-face do some flips and dives and work fast. And not botch, because he can do it every now and then. Um, it was pretty good. I was surprised, and I'm, I'm glad I stayed for the entire match. Um, I know I'd mentioned at the beginning, so I, at the very beginning of the show, so you would have seen this is the top of wrestling, and I left my RV for this. And then the Hey ODM was definitely up during the uh, Brian Danielson entrance. However... Yeah. When it was something I didn't like, like Jurassic <laughs> Express winning, I saw Adam it. Page winning. <laughs> I yeah, saw it. <laughs> I always put up, I left my RV for this, just so you know. I didn't want to be saw. a dick with it. <laughs> right. And my wife this morning was like, maybe we should have just win it with just, I just left my RV for this. And I'm like, probably could have. I'm like, we kind of went negative. Eh, oh well. But either way. <laughs> um, but it was perfect because especially when Orange Cassidy started climbing the ladder, I'm like, oh, I, I left my RV for this. <laughs> What do you think one. of the uh, the tag title match? It, it was it, listen. It is what it is. You expect the Bucks are in it. You know what it's going to be, right? And especially you add Jurassic Express to it. Um, you know they're both spot monkeys. Um, I, I you know as much as I do love um, Jungle Boy, he goes. Yep. It, it's over the top for me sometimes with those goddamn arm drags where he does like eight flips off the ropes before he actually just arm drags the guy. Uh, so, you know, that gets yep. to be a little bit much. But they basically did the spot, which they typically do in these tag matches, where a person runs in, does their finisher. Somebody runs in behind to them and does their finisher. And so you just work through where everybody does their finisher at once. Yeah. It's convoluted. It's contrived at this point. But I don't give a fuck because sometimes, you know what? It's just entertaining. You, you, you know, you that's forget the point. The and I'm like, and yeah. It, that's what I mean is, and I'm like, we say fuck the Bucks all the time on here, but when I was there, man, watching all of it live, you know, people, sometimes when you're watching and you're like, oh, maybe the crowd's just overdoing it because they're just trying to be loud. You know what I mean? Like how you sometimes wonder if the crowd is just doing it for themselves. Right. No, man, we were all genuinely just, just captivated with that, the, the fast pace of that tag team match. And I got to say it, man, again, another revolution AEW tag team title match was phenomenal. Every revolution pay-per-view has had a great tag title match every year. Um, So, again, I was like, well, let's see. Maybe I'll, now that this match is over, yeah. I turn to my wife and I go, hey, I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to go, Maybe grab something to eat real quick now. And then no sooner I hear someone go, oh, shit. And he was pointing, and I look over, 
And I see a bunch of guys walking down with ladders, and I go, oh, I ain't going to fucking place. I ain't going anywhere. Now, by this match, I have had someone randomly behind me, a woman, every now and then, go, put your sign down. Now, let me tell you something. I only use signs in entrances. Never during a match would I put it up and block someone's view of a pin or a move or this or that. I have respect. Also, <clears throat> this is your first wrestling show? Everybody's got signs here. You know? So my wife goes, did you hear her just say, put your sign down? And I go, yeah, I did. And I go, fuck it, whatever. Anyway, I found that weird. You know what I mean? Like, put yeah. your sign down. Like, And I'm talking during an entrance. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatevs. Let me ask you, what, what, what's your take on that? Uh, I could see it being frustrating, but at the same time, I'm not one to just jump on somebody like that. If it was during the match, I'd be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Put that thing down. Um, no, but I'm saying it wasn't just my sign. I'm saying, like, this is the point where, like, you asked me, are you the guy with the lighted up sign? You remember you asked me that. Is your sign the one that's lit up with Christmas oh, yeah, lights yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Right, right. I go, nope, but right near him. Right. If his was up, I would go up. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, but you know, the point is, is like, I wouldn't just do it by myself. You do it when others are doing you it. You gauge what I'm it. Yeah, to you say. gauge it. There's appropriate times, right? Signs and I understand it's up. to be yeah. expected. Yeah, your first wrestling show. Have you never watched wrestling on TV? Because even if you've only watched it Thank on TV, you. you know people are there with signs. It happens. Right. And, so, you know, it, it yeah. can suck, but at the same time, you know, you got to kind of. Make it count when you're going to make a comment to somebody and not the passive-aggressive shit. Well, very true. And you would think that we're not going to circle back to that. Oh, boy. So let me ask you, did you happen to see the sign, speaking of signs, as any of the big guys were coming in? Big, meaty men. Did that sign ever make the TV? Yes. We tried getting a chance started for it as hard as we could. Mm. I mean, every time it was all three of the big guys in the Revolution ladder match in the ring together, everybody was trying to chant Big Meaty Men. And the guy was pointing at his sign. We're like, no, no, we got you, man. We're with you. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, I'm only just going to say one word, man. Wardlow. Over is fuck. In that ladder match, I thought Keith Lee was going to win. I said, I pointed him out, and I said to my wife, I go, he's probably going to win. I I go, he's slated to win this. That's that's all I'd heard was Keith Lee. Um, She was completely mesmerized. She goes, oh, my God, for a big guy, look at him move. And I go, oh, yeah? Want to hear what Booker T says? And she goes, what? Fuck him. And I I, I told her, because... Look at the moves he was doing, how fast he could do some jumps, splits, or not splits, uh, down to your stomach back up again to do a crossbite. The guy can move. There's a reason he's called limitless. You know what I mean? He's not a limited wrestler like you are, Booker. So <clears throat> that's my only Booker T thing for the day, I that's hope. Good. Um, I did not want Orange Cassidy in any which way possible to win. Yeah. I assumed he was going to climb the ladder with his hands in his pocket. I will say, though, when Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow were holding the ladder and he did the skin the cat on the ladder and went up, I 
jumped high in the air and marked out. I was like, oh my god, I'm like, is he going to win this shit? I'm like, off of that. It was extremely early in the match, but still, well done. And we saw a lot of great points in that pay-per-view where, or in that match where you and I talked about it. This is your time to show different showcases of uh, of what big guys can do in a ladder match. Guys holding the ladder, guys jumping on top of other guys to try and reach the the uh, brass ring. I did get a laugh with that. I go, because, dear shit. Okay, the guys go up the ramp, and then they decide, and I, I everyone... Uh, you're going the wrong way. Uh, that's not that. That's not the the point of the match. You know. First of all, I want to tell you right now. Go to a pay per view. You'll never ever feel more in than you will at a pay per view as a wrestling fan. You can do and say whatever you want because everybody there is like, yeah, man. Like everybody's just whatever you're chanting. You know, like um, th- during the Thunder Rosa. And someone, to, you know, the DMD, right, in the chant. One guy goes, S-M-I-D, and everybody laughed in our area, right? You just have fun, you know, you're there to have a good time. Um, so everybody's joking around, like, why, why are you guys going over that way? But then we're all like, what the fuck are you doing, Christian? It's one of those things that when you're watching it on TV, you're like, it's weird that he's not really trying to get in the ring. But when they focus on Keith Lee and whoever else went through that table near the announce area... While they're doing that, Christian is as slow as fuck, just erector setting a bunch of ladders. And everybody's like, yo, what? Like, what are you doing? And I yell out, I go, the point is to grab the flotation device. Got to get a couple of giggles out of that one. Um, <laughs> Just one point, man. Uh, my wife pointed this out. You may want to pay attention to this. Christian never closes his mouth. Like, ever. It's a mouth breather. Like, Ever. Yeah, like totally the whole time. And it's funny, he was trying to get back in the ring, and she goes, yeah, he's tripping on the bottom of his mouth. <laughs> it's like that guy on uh, Family Guy. <laughs> With the big teeth, it's always out the bottom. <laughs> right. But Wardlow winning, nuts. Did not expect him to win, and it was exactly what... The crowd went fucking nuts for it. I loved it. What did you... any? Th- thing you want to bring on to the the ladder match oh we'll get to it at uh bring it to the table Mm. oh no all right so uh hopefully that's a good thing so then i'm trying to see i go who is this person right here with a flag over their head as they're trying to get ready to do an entrance i go is that thunder rosa and then i see it's ty conti i go deuces and i start running as fast as i can up the stairs and i'm in line now let me get a sip guess what i'm not the only uh asshole who thought this would be the match to get out of this fucking arena and go do something (laughs) the lines for the bathroom the food the merch everything was backed up like minimum 100 people each line and the concessions it was oh my god so i went to the concessions now we got some oh my god the worst goddamn water in the world dasani is the only thing that this place is selling you know you take a sip you're like well i'm thirsty so we had to drink that and so i just kind of nursed that the entire night because i didn't want to have to go take a piss 
I pissed right before we went into the arena. Gotcha. And that was Made sure that bladder was empty and we didn't worry about anything. So I'm standing in line with a couple of guys, one tall guy, about, actually both pretty tall. We're just shooting the shit. And we're all like, all right, well, this is the match. Yeah, we all decided to take the break in. All right, well, what are they doing next? And I was like, next has got to be Mox and Brian. I go, they're probably going to hold off Punk and MJF till it's maybe the end. And I go, well, the reason they're doing the world title match, I go, I'm telling you, is because they want to go Nexus style. Cody's coming in with Ring of Honor. That was my guess. You know, I was kind of hoping that would be it. Um, so we're all just, you know, shooting the shit. And then, ding, ding, ding. It was the end of the Jade Cargill match. I go, Uh-oh. I looked at them and I go, well, and I just turned around and walked away and they all started laughing. So I was like, I'm not waiting in this shit. And as I'm wiggling my John Moxley like body moves through people trying to get through there, I catch a glimpse of a TV and they are showing a punk and MJF promo. I go, are you shitting me right now? Okay. So now I'm dipping elbows, trying to get in. Make my way in, man. And I get there just as, and I mean, my feet hit my my row as, I go, oh, yeah. I look at my wife and I go, no food, obviously. And she goes, I didn't think it was going to be possible. Um, and, I, and then also I go, yeah, we're all getting ready. And then, boom. and i go that motherfucker i got god he came and it's funny because now they've both done it to each other i said he was gonna do it in chicago but he did it at the pay-per-view which is yo did it get you the way it got me oh yeah oh my god and i was like yeah got got i got got that was a really good one and then, damn, oh, my God, A-F-I's, Misakarte, how I, however it's pronounced. Punk's Ring of Honor theme, all the way up until he won the Ring of Honor world title in 2005, and then he switched to Cult of Personality just for that summer of Punk. And that's why Cult of Personality made its way back in 2011 and as, an, as it is now. By the way, the crowd was ready to sing Cult of Personality, by the way. Because like, just like Judas, people sing that thing word for word. Right. So when MJF cut us off, we were not thrilled with that shit. <laughs> um, in Punk Starts, I start hearing the, the thunder. Yeah. In... I go, oh, my God. I go, it's his theme. And select people in the audience near me are, they're like, holy shit. Dude, right in front of me, we're both at the same time with our fists going boom, 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 boom. And I look at my wife. I go, this was our fucking show opener. (laughs) Right. Um, So I got to ask before I move forward at all. Was the crowd reacting to that song at all on yes. TV? They were? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and when he came out in the shorts that he yep. used to wear. Now, he referenced that he thinks back to the matches that he lost in where he had to learn. You know, he lost to Raven in a dog collar match in Ring of Honor and was wearing white shorts because perfect color to wear when you're going to bleed, just like we just talked about with Dynamite. 
And then he even had the jacket with the three X's in the back. I mean, bro, this is as close to I will ever have gotten to see Punk coming out to face Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I had, like, an out-of-body experience during this thing. I was singing at the top of my lungs. I, and the guy in front of me turned and he goes, oh shit, he knows this. And we're like singing it to each other. Like it was just such a good moment, man. And then as Punk gets to the ropes, the middle ropes, and he does his hands out part. Man, what a good time to put in. This is the top of wrestling. I put it up. Put your sign down. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. This is an entrance, man. There's so many signs up right now. And I turn, I go, are you serious? She goes, we're trying to fucking see. And she's using her cell phone. I'm like, no, no, no. You're trying to record this, bitch. And and I go, what is this? Your first fucking wrestling event? Everybody's got signs. And I go, everybody's standing. You want to tell them to sit down too? So I turn back around. And she goes, fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. And she keeps her mouth running. And I turn to look back. Her husband goes, hey, man, 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 turn around. It's it's. I'm sorry, turn around. Feel bar- I really feel bad for him. I really, really do. And I go, then shut her up. And I turn back around. You shouldn't be putting your fucking sign up. ODM, what did I do? You either raised it higher to further obstruct her view, or you just left it there. Put it right in the air so that... No, no, I, <clears throat> even, when I, even when she was turning to say shit, I already had the sign down because now I'm in mid-argument. I'm not going to have my arms in the air and yell. I had to put it down to, to do all this. I look at my wife, no selling. She's just staring forward. If I was wrong, she would say it. Right. If this lady was going too far, she would turn. She just stared forward watching Punk's thing. She's like, yeah, he's got this. It's fine. (laughs) She didn't even turn, dude. (laughs) And I look at her like after like this whole thing, like the match began. I go, yo. She goes, no, 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 you were right. I go, yeah, but just... It was like the double check, like, do you think I was wrong in that situation? Right, I wasn't being a dick, was I? Well, because this lady had, uh, if Chicklets decided to start making banana-colored Chicklets for teeth, Mm. and she had six of them, total teeth. So... As I'm now turned around, I put the sign back up. As I said, what do you think I did? I put the sign back up. And she goes, fucking lower your sign. And I go, yeah, I, I turn around and I go, listen, cunt. I don't oh, know why I'm whispering right now. Like someone's near me. Kind of came out too fast, too quick. By the way, that little girl that was behind me, uh. her whole family at this point has already gone out to go grab something to eat or something because they weren't there. And I think that's one of the reasons I was able to make direct yelling kind of contact or whatever. Right. Look at kind of may have flown out just a touch too fast, but in this moment it felt somewhat deserved. And then I said, before you talk shit to someone, fix your fucking teeth and then turn back around and never looked at her again. And listen, between matches, I stood up and I'm like, I'm not letting her ruin my night and you are not ruining this match. Even more so, I go, oh, my God. I got kicked out of the fucking arena during a punk match. Am I about to goddamn get in a fight with someone here during this thing, and I'm going to miss the fucking dog collar match? I go, no, 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 no. 
and I'm playing things in my head, if she throws anything at you, mm-hmm. people only see the retaliation, man. Mm-hmm. She does anything. You turn and smile and let everybody else call her out. Just yep. laugh. I go, there's nothing you're wearing right now that can't be washed. Just smile. She didn't say shit. Her husband and her looked miserable as fuck for the rest of the night. Because he was probably like, yo, you're at a wrestling show. People bring signs. Like, I was not the only goddamn sign that was even near us. There was a guy, like, fucking three people over that was holding a sign equally as high, if not higher, because he was taller. You know what I mean? So... The whole thing was just ridiculous. But in between matches, you know, when they're playing their video promos or stuff, I would just kind of turn around, just kind of see her. And I kind of gave one of those winking smiles without a wink, you know, just kind of a, (laughs) you can suck my dick. Gotcha. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. She didn't say a word the rest of the night, man. Neither of them did. They looked miserable as hell. And I'm like, because they're fighting back there. Because she decided to go to an event and open her mouth when she should not have opened her mouth. Look, that's my only little rant. I'm sorry that, yeah, I, I went a little too far with the word, but if that kid was there, I don't think that would have flown out. I think it was because I was able to make direct contact verbally. So, yo, I've never seen so much goddamn blood come off of one person in my life. Yeah, that's so that was crazy. That was crazy. Redonkulous how much was pouring out of punk, and that was from the chain. It's funny when Punk hit MJ or when MJF hit Punk with the chain on the back. It was a hard whip. And I turned to my wife. I go, you know, often in my life, I've wondered how gimmicked some of these things could be. I'm hearing every ching, 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 ching as it's moving. And she goes, no, that's fucking real. I was like, oh, my God. Like, never anticipated. Yeah, the mark on Punk's back. Yeah, the mark. Instant. But did you notice how MJF took the hit? MJ Punk threw it like a pussy, and MJF winced his Buckled. back on yep. both hits. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Um, Punk got opened up the hard way. I don't. I think MJF did it under the apron when he went out to the outside. I believe you're correct because he didn't bleed that much, and he did. He was off camera. When it happened, like you knew that was the spot, you knew that he was going to come up with blood, but it was delayed and he was definitely off camera. Yep. So if you saw the same thing live, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Great moments with him tying the chain up against the ring post, mm-hmm. uh, wrapping around his fist, his knee, um, pulling him back in every time. We saw everything, I think, that we. I didn't have any anticipations of what to see for this match. I just knew it was going to be a fucking bloody mess and it was going to be a battle. But I didn't go, oh, I can't wait to see someone get hung by it or this or that. I go, I just, whatever happens is going to happen. And I think there were points where I feel like we could have maybe either cut out a second or two or sped up a touch faster. But the reason for that is because we were all into it standing on our feet the entire match. So, you know, our boy, Marty O'Brien's, you know, my bass player, Marty, messages me and and has already said, yo, motherfucker, I just saw you on TV. And then later messages me and says during the the following match, during 
Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. He says, yo, wake this crowd up. And I go, everybody's dead from that last match. He goes, same here. We were spent. No one could, like, just move. You know what I mean? Like, everybody was like, whew, wow. I felt like I just, like, watched a whole full-blown-out full drama happen right in front of me with that with the uh, the dog collar match. Just such a good match. Um, I swear to God, I've never have been in an arena that a pop has happened so loud that my ears were ringing post-scream. Wardlow's turn was one of the loudest pops I have ever been a part of in my entire life. And that's something I will never fucking forget. And it was awesome how he sold it, coming down with the ring. <laughs> sold it like the dumb best man, like Slash did yeah. in November. Yeah. Right? Oh, man, yeah. where is it supposed to be, man? And then all of a sudden, ah. There it is. And, man, like, everybody was like, no, don't do it. We were doing, like, the no, no, no with the hands. And as soon as he finally does pull out the ring and puts it down, holy shit, everyone. I mean, we were all jumping, screaming, our arms were I'm legitimately, again, getting goosebumps thinking about it, man, because it was just such an awesome moment. Had to sound deafening on TV. It was insane. It was the biggest pop of the night, without a doubt. Uh, Wardlow winning the ladder match was pretty close, but this was insane because mm-hmm. them seeing him was a pop. Him no selling or like you know you know couldn't find the ring. Uh, Punk getting the advantage. He even sold coming down the ramp, being like, mm-hmm. "I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna have to. I gotta save Max again." He sold even that portion. He didn't even come down with like a pissed off attitude like he doesn't want to do. He did it like a, "I don't want to be here, but I have to." It was awesome. Dude, yep. you tell me that wasn't the best played out story, and it happened just where it should at the end of the pay per view right there. You can kiss that feud between Punk and MJF goodbye for a little while. Now mm-hmm. it's going to be MJF and Wardlow. Perfect. Yep. And after the tax, Jesus, I've actually never seen tax just sticking in someone's body up close. That was just kind of mortifying to see. Yeah. So a couple things with that. One, I am so tired of thumbtacks. I, I am just so I am too tired until of I saw him up close though, but yes. <laughs> but MJF, the way he sold falling on those, because he set himself up to fall square on him. And when he right did, on his he, back. he did the arched back, the like his eyes widened, every muscle in his body tensed, and then he collapsed. He just fell flat and was out. It was great. We were popping. I didn't. You don't get to see his face at my angle, so sure. I got to go back and see this pay per view. Of course, I'm going to be watched. That match is like a first. Like when I'm done recording, I got to try and get this thing to, <laughs> to, to load up. Um, I don't know if they showed it on TV. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But did they show Punk's signal to his waist? I uh, I can't say I caught it. He was in his court. He was in the corner like waving shit in the ring and then did the strap uh, the belt around his waist thing with his arms, oh no i know, didn't see like that showing, i didn't see that know, and he went like that and the crowd started going nuts and i'm like perfect time because if you go back to his beginning of his feud with mjf even before their first match maybe like three four promos in he goes I'm tired of chasing Max, so I'm going to focus on the AEW world title because, let's face it, I'll get there before Max ever will. 
And I'm like, I wonder if they did this for his little bit. Build up the feud. Both get a win. You're even. Let's move on for quite some time. Now you got Punk, or you got MJF and Wardlow. Punk could really go on and take on anybody at this point, really, mm. in this company. You don't have a whole lot of great heels, but you could turn some people heel or make some things happen. You know what I mean? Or he could even just go against Adam Cole for a little bit. That's a match you thought you'd never see, Punk and yeah. Cole. Um. But wouldn't be shocked if we saw Punk in the world title match at Double or Nothing. Wouldn't be shocked. Okay. Seems saying, odd against. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but right, I'm just right. saying it wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I, I actually would like to see him right. in the finals of the Owen Cup. If we're being honest, I'd like right. him versus someone like a Brian Danielson or. Uh, an up and comer who's a real good t- like a Daniel Garcia versus Punk in a uh, in the finals like old school new school you know who's going to represent Owen I'm just you know you have a lot of options with that um you know I forgot to mention that we also got the Swerve Strickland contract signing we changed his promo we the crowd changed his promo. He was like, and I'm ready to win championships here. And everybody was going, whose house? Swerve's house. Whose house? Swerve's. And he wait, hang on. He goes, whose house? They go, Swerve's house. We all slowed it up at the right time, too. He did it again. He goes, thanks, guys. And that was it. And I go, did we just change his promo? Because I don't think that was what the plan was. He looked like he had more to say, but good for him. Play to the right what's happening. You know what I mean? You don't have to. Because sometimes that's the problem with, like, WWE. They're like, well, I was given this script, and I got to say it whether they like it or not. Sometimes you got to fucking work a little off script. So now, again, I already mentioned this, but it's Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Um, It's funny you say the new title looks dope. So they apparently – you have that in the notes. But uh, they apparently showed this – was it during the buy-in? I don't remember seeing it during the buy, and I might have stepped away for a second. For half a moment. Do you remember in the 1992? No. 1991 Survivor Series. Ric Flair came to the ring with the world title belt, and they had to blur it out because they couldn't show it anymore. But in reality, he was actually wearing one of the tag team titles. You've seen that before, right? Okay. Probably. Okay. That okay says no, but you should look into that sometime. When I saw the title, I go, oh, my God, is she using one of the tag team titles tonight? It looked like a tag team title for AEW, man. And I go, did she just – that's not that small buckle. What is nope. that? I didn't even notice it. Um, I feel bad for those girls, man. I do. But that being said, okay, so Britt Baker gets the win with a lot of help from her yeah. crew. Tony Schiavone comes out later and mentions what's going to be happening on Dynamite, which is from Fort Myers this coming – or tonight. Tonight. And Professor's going to be there. My last round, I'm going to be there. Um and he announced that you got Sammy Guevara defending against Scorpio Sky and says tight over streak. I didn't even know Scorpio Sky was undefeated in anything at all. Same here. Um, But 
a number one contenders match between Thunder Rosa and I don't know who else, but the winner Layla faces Hirsch. Britt Baker, Layla Hirsch, and the winner faces Britt Baker, St. Patrick's Day Slam, which would be the anniversary of Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, and it would be their third match. Rosa got the first win, right? In the Lights Out St. Patrick's Day match. It was our match of the year. Britt Baker just won this match. Good storytelling if this is where you're heading with it. One person I really would have liked to have seen was the other professor. I would have loved to have seen Serena Deeb at the show. Um, Ruby Soho? You just couldn't get everybody in. Yeah, there a lot. Of, you, I, you couldn't get everybody on the show. Um, you could have bought the package and been there for the live Rampage and then Saturday when they were doing some tapings and shit, but I was like, I'm just going in town for the one. I can't, yeah, I can't right. afford all that. Uh, but so that match was that. Then we get John Moxley and Brian Danielson. Oh, hang on. I'm going to go back. The little girl. Maybe it's because I had a run-in with the See You Next Tuesday above her, but she ended up being pretty goddamn adorable. <laughs> like, every time people were wooing, she would woo. You would hear her be like, this is awesome. Like, what, like even when no one else is doing it, she was having fun. And, and it was funny because she had the kid's title, and she kind of hit my shoulder with it at one point, and then she set it down. And I go, are you a champion? She goes, I'm the world champion. I go... Yeah, you're cool as fuck in my book, man. Good for you. This is awesome. So she ended up being really awesome. And even when she was kicking my chair later, I'm like, she's having a good time. I don't give a shit, dude. You know what I mean? Nice. I was like, and maybe it's because I met like the absolute counterpart above her. And I'm like, this girl's a free spirited kid. I love you. you know? I was like, right. dear God. Like it, it was just, yeah, maybe I needed that interaction to be like, oh yeah, kick the chair. We're good. So. Danielson and Moxley was what we knew it was going to be. The part when they were kicking each other repeatedly while holding each other in uh, hand by hand, the kicking was brutal as shit to watch. Hard to see on the from where I was at too. I got to go back and watch that crowd. We couldn't figure out where Moxley was going to be coming from. Everybody's like, "Is it here? Is it here? Where's he coming? Where is he? Where is he? Have lights there? Where is it? We're all trying to figure it out." He's only on the one level. He never even went to a top one. We were hoping he was going to be somewhere near us, but he wasn't. Singing wild thing was fun. Um, is it me? Was that one billion percent supposed to be? All right, look, I'm going to say, if it's the finish, I'm happy with it. Was it one billion percent supposed to be the finish? I had my doubts for a second there. Because the way Danielson was arguing with the ref made mm. me feel like it wasn't supposed to be the full three. Right. I uh, think. I, I think it works because let's look at it this way. Let's say it was an accident. It set up what happened after the match perfectly. Exactly. And, and if it was on purpose, it set up what happened after the match perfectly. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, it, it's difficult because, you know, as much as we say there's no kayfabe anymore, there's no surprises anymore, there's no swerves anymore, I feel like every once in a while, you know, even WWE will do something where you're like, "Was that legit? Was that was that for real? Or uh, you know, where's, yeah, where's like the line?" Yeah, set brand, set brand you know? on fire. I know. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, it's I have to transition right here because that was so perfect that you said that. You know, is it kayfabe? You know, sometimes is it real or what are we seeing? Well, when you go to a live event, if the camera's not on you, the wrestlers sometimes just do not give a fuck. 
Moxley was opened. However, he got opened. He got opened. It looked like it was supposed to be from their headbutts. Mm. And then the part where Brian Danielson is bleeding, I look up. They're in a uh, replay or whatever. The ref hands him the blade, and we all legit watch Danielson, not even, like, trying to half cover, put his head down like Austin used to. He was, like, on one elbow and, like, cut it slow as fuck. Like, felt like 30 seconds. wasn't. You know what I mean? But you were like, what the fuck? And then we clearly see him hand it right back to the ref, and we all go, we're fucking watching you, man. We're yeah, seeing that's, you. That's fucked up. It was clear as day, and a kid behind me goes, bro, if you're not going to bust open hard way, then just don't bleed. We don't need to see excess of blood for no reason. We just saw what happened with Punk and MJF. You don't need to bleed to make us feel like this is the biggest fucking coolest thing ever. Right. If you're not going to bleed, then just don't bleed. Yeah. I believe that Punk took it the hard way. I do believe some people bladed, but if you're going to bleed, blade... Can you at least hide it a little more? It was just clear as day. I hope someone somewhere was using their video camera or their I mean, their uh, camera or their cell phone and actually got that as close as we were all seeing it because it's so ridiculous. It bothered me. And, like, everyone was like, oh, come on. Yeah, it's fucked up. So the ending is a little meh. Then they bring out refs. Let me tell you something they probably didn't show on the fucking TV because they were showing Danielson and Moxley fighting. The refs have to come up a set of steps on that ramp. Or everybody, you got to go up steps. Mm. And then you're at the ramp, and then you go down. Well, one decided to start running, and I think maybe he thought his left foot was farther ahead than his right or whatever. He fucking tumbled down face first and popped right back up and began to ran down with everybody else. And I go, <laughs> I just watch him face plant. So... Everybody's like, what the fuck? Refs, come on. And I'm like, all right, so they're going to do the pull them apart. They'll get back together. Pull them apart. And look, at, I'm not saying I am the absolute one, but I feel like I am one of the very first few that saw William Regal coming in through the side of the ramp because even the guys in front of me didn't even catch it. I go, holy fucking shit. And I heard a bunch of people, like, delayed going, oh, my God, there's Regal. And I was like, I caught it, and I just started jumping up and down. And I even said, I go, ODM's got to be losing his fucking mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. I popped. Yeah. And bitch slaps Moxley, bitch slaps Danielson. And I even out loud yelled, not to the ring, but just to the people around me. I go, is he about to manage this in his tag team? Someone goes, oh, my God, I hope so. Holy Shit, one of the coolest things ever. And you probably didn't watch it, but they had like a 30-minute extended cut countdown to Revolution. Knowing I was going, I'm like, yeah, I got to watch it. Danielson said in his promo, he goes, you wouldn't see a tag team like a me and Moxley nowadays, and you should. He goes, with my submission and architect skills, his brawling and willing to fight, both of us never willing to give up. You bring William Regal into the mix as their tag team manager and they're together. Holy shit. Give them the tag team titles right away. This is one of the, I did not expect that at all. No way. I thought that would have been the match where 
Danielson would have turned his back instead of shaking. You know what I mean? Instead of Jericho doing it. Right. So this could go, it could be that. Because right now the the scully butt is that uh, he's going to have multiple roles kind of like he did NXT. He's going to be on screen. He's going to be backstage. He's going to be off camera. He's going to he's gonna basically do a little bit of everything. So it could be, <clears throat> so it could be that he's going to manage them as a tag team. <clears throat> Excuse me. It could be that he's just going to be a GM. And the reason that he came out for that match is because he oversaw both of them in NXT. Right. He he was involved with them. He was their coach. So he has that history. So it could just be that that's how he decided to make his entrance. I'm excited. I can't fucking wait. If William Regal's going to be on my TV, I'm in. I'm a little bummed we're not going to be able to hear him say war games. But you know what? I'll take what I Blood can. Blood and guts! <laughs> now, here's, now here's the one thing. Um, uh, just a funny aside. Every original coach from NXT is now in AEW. I know. Regal, Punk, Christian, Hardy. You might as well just bring... Uh, Jericho. Triple H in. You might as well just bring Triple H in there. <laughs> Fuck it. You're right. You're 100% right. Oh, my God. So, it's... If they're going to... They don't have an on-screen general manager. You have Tony coming out every now and then and making announcements, or Tony Schiavone. Right. Con or Schiavone. I could see tonight at Dynamite them saying that William Regal will be the uh, general man, yeah, the general manager of it. I could see that possibly happening or some role like that. Um, I gotta say, you know, you mentioned something earlier. You go nailed it. Uh, you said Tony Khan was gonna buy Ring of Honor. You said that was gonna be the announcement. So right. I'm not sure if you did yet. I haven't gotten down that far, but I hope you put it into your uh, I didn't. predictions. I didn't. Because, I mean, to We're me, tied. that one wasn't really much of a call. I mean, it was I one think of it the was, prominent theories. They said major you know? announcement. We said it could have been because other people were thinking it was supposed to be a network. I even saw on a post a buddy, a mutual buddy, and that boy goes, I was actually hoping it was going to be them announcing a network on HBO Max. The HBO like, Max thing, yeah. Right. But I was like, that's why? not a major announcement. Why would you want? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, That's not a so major the point is that there were different announcement ideas out there. Mm. So my point is that I actually didn't fully expect it to be Ring of Honor. So that's why I'm actually giving it to you. You did predict right. it. Well, how about this? How about I just put it in there right now? <laughs> That's funny. So um, I, as well as the rest of the crowd, was like, it is getting late. Are they going to scrap? The six-man tornado tag. Hmm. And they didn't. Um, I think that I would have put Jade Cargill and Ty Conti in this place. <laughs> because That's kind of what I was wondering, yeah. Because this match could have had a little bit better of excitement from the crowd. But again, we were all still pretty drained from the punk MJF. And we only got a 10-minute breather with Baker and Rosa that when we got to Moxley and Bryan, even during that, the crowd probably seemed pretty dead during Danielson and Moxley because we're like, well, we'll just wait till they beef it up and get towards the end and make it look like it's going to be a finish because, yeah, that clothesline's not going to do it. All right, let's we'll wait. <laughs> you know, it was kind of one of those, you, you know. You know. Uh, great seeing Darby in Sting. I've never gotten to see Sting in my entire life, ever. That's awesome. In my entire life have I ever gotten to see Sting in a wrestling ring, and that was just a dream. Uh, 
I will no longer call him Andrade Del Rio. He will always now be Andrade El Idolo. That dude impressed the balls out of me at that show. Told you, man. When, I like. I, I really like when him. When Sammy Guevara dove at him and he caught him in suplex form on the outside, and then just threw him over the barricade. I was. I was like, holy shit, dude. He. He's all right. He, he's all right. <laughs> Isn't Isaiah Cassie the one that does the really, really high pitch scream? I think so. I was hoping for it. Never got to hear it. Yeah, I was waiting um, for it too. Him and Sammy were just like a one spot shot for the whole match, and then that was pretty much it. They laid there the rest of the entire match. And um, I am going to have to go back and watch pay per view. That's all I know. Say that again. I was able to. That's I'm. That's all I know. Guess what's funny? This pay per view on the big Titantron where your music video plays just said Revolution all night. No camera, no big screen for us to see. The biggest screen is above you with your hockey scoreboard. Yeah. But exactly my seats, fucking sets of lights were covering it, and I couldn't see anything. Oh. I didn't see any of the sting spot. I, I We did oh. see him standing on the spot and then jump off, but I don't know how he landed. Um, We missed certain things like that, but... I joined the You Still Got It chant. I was like, I probably did something that was worth a got it. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> I can tell you he had a bunch of t- they had a bunch of tables stacked, and he jumped off, and they went through like three tables. Damn. <laughs> now, if you think about it, it actually kind of braced them a little bit because they went hard sure. through the first one, hit the second one, went through a little soft, and kind of landed on the Yeah, third, they start so. cushioning each other yeah. after a while, I'm sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the, this, the velocity goes down for sure. It was uh, it was awesome. Um, main event. Did the chants go across the, the screen as well as they were in the arena? Professor, I hate, I hate, I hate to have to tell you this. I was falling asleep during this match. I was so fucking tired. <laughs> it was a long fucking pay-per-view. Okay, so... so I don't know much. First of all, I got to get back to two things. One, during... Uh, one of the matches, the upper left-hand corner started, like, 15 people were all using their flashlights and just I saw that like little flies, right? The only, the so only then could... other people started doing it, and this yeah. one kid down to the right of me goes, why is everybody doing this? I go, I have no idea, and he takes his out, and he goes, I don't know why we're doing this, but I'm doing it. And I go, yeah, I'm in. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm, no idea. I think we were just trying to see. It's kind of like the wave. Could we get this trend going? Whatever yeah, is happening. I don't know. It was weird. I did notice that, though. Yep. I thought maybe Bray um, Wyatt was coming. Th- dude, I kind of had the same thought for a second. Dude, cameramen really give it away if someone's going to come down during a match. Yeah. During the Adam Page, Adam Cole match, this cameraman came down and started staring at the entranceway with his camera. And I'm like, lights are going to go out. Who is it? Cody and Ring of Honor, baby. And it, no, nah, we got nothing. No surprises at the end of the night. Um, yeah. I was kind of hoping for a blackout, and it didn't happen. Uh, but in that six-man trios match, they already have the tables out on top of the ramp. And there's these people behind me, like five, maybe four rows, and they keep chanting as they're already stacked up next to each uh, each other. Get the tables. 
Dude, they're out and stacked. Yeah, I and know. And this one right. kid goes, they're out already. <laughs> I laughed out loud. <laughs> I seen it. By the way, you can go back. You know my voice. I started. Fuck you, Maxwell. Hmm. I got that started with the crowd. All right. You're welcome. Nice. Um, but I wanted to bring that up about the six-man thing was that the get the tables I thought was really funny. But uh, you said you couldn't uh, or you don't really know much about this. Okay. Let me tell you. It was, let's go, Adam. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. This is Adam. <laughs> Adam deserves it. Adam. 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 <laughs> Yo, it was way more entertaining than the match itself. Yeah. I mean, it was a decent match, but shit, all everybody could do was just sit there and think about what could we do. And then it was other Adam. Like, it was just, it was goddamn awesome. I was so glad to be a part of that. Um, Red Dragon comes down, doesn't help him enough, and Adam Page gets the win. Crowd wasn't happy with him because he took his belt off and tied up Adam Cole to the rope. And Cole gave his 76th super kick of the match. Can't take that anymore, man. I'm way too over it. If you're not, it, it, those many kicks to the head, if they ain't dead, you know, come on, yep. stop. I know, right? It's played out way too much. But he did some dirty tactics as a face. Pay-per-view goes off the air. Page grabs the mic and goes, I know a lot of you aren't happy with how I had to get the job done tonight, but hopefully throughout time, you all learn to forgive me. I yell out. I go, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Um... And that was it, man. It was uh, that was that was my night, man. That was revolution. Holy shit, what a night! I don't, and I gotta be honest, man. I think it's easily the best card, top to bottom, I've ever been to. I, I've been to WrestleMania, but there was some real bum shit during WrestleMania, and you know, I didn't even watch one second of Jade Cargill and Ty Conti, but on the Ew. way back, I was listening to, uh ups and downs from revolution with Simon Miller Simon, from yeah. what culture? Why? Well, let me tell you why, because I wanted to hear what his thoughts were and make sure I wasn't going to mimic the same shit that he would say. And he said it was actually much more of an entertaining match, but her coming out with the guitarist, some of the spots, some of the kicks were actually a little better than you thought they were going to be for that match. It was a little better entertaining because Ty Conti is just improving the more and more she is in the ring. So it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I'm saying that I saw a couple of matches at WrestleMania 25 that were probably worse than that. It was still a little botchy. Still a little botchy. Yeah, well. And then there was the kiss spot, which, I mean, everybody popped for. So I that's funny because I, I you know get back to the Airbnb. We're talking, having some snacks and shit, some, you know, some chicken nuggets and and I'm just scrolling through Facebook and I go, yo, I missed this. And I show her a picture of them two kissing. She goes, oh yeah, she did it and then hit her. And I go, ah damn, I really missed some stuff in this match. The only one I missed was the the Jay Cargill and Ty Conti, but I'd say well deserved. 
And it's funny because I never had a hunger again as soon as Punk and MJF happened. I forgot all about the fact that I wanted something to eat at that point. Woo! Well, I'm going to have to throw in the towel this week when it comes to bringing something to the table because I think my entire experience was what I just brought to the table. Sure but I did. do want to give a couple quick shout-outs. I got to say thank you to Little John for messaging me. Marty. Marty sent a picture to me and said, I saw you on TV, motherfucker, and then sent a picture to me of me holding up a sign that mimicked our old band name Well, Cena and Del Rio were in the ring at that night of Champions Night, the same thing. And then below that he wrote, I wish Benoit was here. (laughs) (laughs) Just bring it, bitch! I got nothing left to bring to the table, man. What do you got this week? Jesus Christ, I'm exhausted. We're going to have to take like a 15-minute break this time. Okay, so, but, but, but hilariously, we're still going to talk about fucking revolution. Um, yesterday wasn't a clear-cut day. I was, really wasn't sure how I was going to approach this. Uh, uh, we went over to my parents. Uh, she made some lasagna. It was nice. We just hung out, spent time together. You know, what families do. Went to Bed Bath uh, & Beyond, had a nice little Saturday. So, exactly. <laughs> May not have enough time. I don't know. So I was like, all right, listen, we'll watch the, the buy-in here. I'll pull it up on my phone. I can watch it, you know, on the drive back, obviously not driving. Uh, and then when I get home, I can throw it up on the TV. Okay? So uh, the buy-in is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was on YouTube for free, so I watched it there, no problems. Uh, start up uh, the app. So it, it's through Bleacher Report. Uh, it used to be Bleacher Report Live. They used to have, like, a separate app. Uh, that was dog shit, so I guess they just decided to just use their regular app to stream these pay-per-views. So I pull it up, and, you know, it, it, it was a little choppy every once in a while, but it wasn't too bad. But we weren't there that long. We get in the car and driving home, and everything seems fine. And this is like conspiracy theory, a little aside here. I feel like a lot of these, like, streaming services are in cahoots with the wireless services because even when you have bomb-ass internet at home... Your Wi-Fi never seems to get the job done, but when you're on a cell signal, it just magically works no problem because mm-hmm. you're using streaming data, so you're paying for it through your cell phone carrier. That's just a little. That's a little. That's a little aside thing. They fuck you. They fuck you with the streaming plans. They get you there. They think you're gonna get unlimited, and you're fucking limited at gigs. They fuck you. They fuck you. They fuck you. That's right. They do. Uh, and then as soon as I get home, where I have you know fiber, internet speeds, which is ridiculous, and a good router. It just starts cutting in and out. It cuts out. It drops. It won't refresh. I have to quit the app, go back in, play it. Then it tells me that I have to buy it again, so I have to quit the app again, go back in, launch it again. They've got a fucking a chat feed, a live stream chat feed, where half the people are like, yo, why is this not working? So I'm like, what the fuck? So I basically missed the entire ladder match because of it. Um, thanks for reminding me. I actually have to email them because I want at least a half a 50% refund. Uh, totally. So, yeah. And then, uh, I, so I go on, I have a Chromecast, so it has Google TV, you know, which is just kind of like an interface, right? Like a Roku. It's basically like a Roku. So I, I find the Bleacher Report app. I download it. I launch it on my TV. It's better. It's not quitting. It's not getting to the point where I have to like quit the app. It, it was consistent for the rest of the pay-per-view, but every five ten seconds there'd be a quick pause it was like uh, oh my god and 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 the first time it did it 
was when Jade Cardgill was coming out with the guitar player. So I couldn't even enjoy the guitar player. Uh, yeah. So I would ask for more than 50%. If it kept yeah. doing that the entire time, that's bullshit. Be like, yeah. I have the best of internet. Um, you know, it's when we did it on the projector, I just went to bleacherreport.com and just bought it and played it right off of their website that night. I didn't use an app. I don't know well, if there's a difference in that, but I know I didn't use the app. So I think, yeah, see, and that's the weird thing, too, because they might have changed that because earlier today I wanted to get some screenshots. Um, so I went to Bleacher Report's website, and there was no, every time I went to the AEW pay-per-view, it's like, oh, buy it so you can watch it on mobile. I don't want to watch it on mobile. How about I bought it and I'm supposed to still have it for 48 hours, bitch? And I was logged in with my account so that it was in my list. That's, yeah. It's just, it's a complete shit show. So, Tony Khan, I know you don't listen to this podcast, but if for some godforsaken reason you are, you've got the goddamn money. Spend it on a better streaming service. Fuck, just do it through YouTube. I think that would be perfectly fine. Bleacher Report streaming sucks. Everyone in the world has YouTube. You, you could buy that. You could buy okay. YouTube. Okay, no. That's pay-per-views right there. <laughs> okay, okay. No. I thought you meant to no, 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 no. I'm not saying you could buy YouTube. I'm saying. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Google owns them. No, but what I'm yes, trying to say is is that you can put any price to something on a YouTube, right, sure. and make someone yep. buy it. Yep. There's no reason you, they can't do that. Yep. I don't, don't ask me. So, yeah, fuck you, Bleacher uh, Report, well, and uh, you're streaming. I st- you know, I like your content for, like, fantasy football and shit like that, and I got no beef with that, but your streaming sucks a fat dick. Well, you weren't the only one that felt that way. I actually saw multiple posts about that this morning um, while sitting on the commode. All right, hey, let's go to uh, the Monday Night Wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future! Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Are we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! It's known in the ultimate fighting world as the most dangerous man in the world. Please welcome to the square circle, Ken Shamrock! Ken, WrestleMania 13 on March 23rd is going to be a huge event. People all over the world are going to be participating in this event. And I'm happy to say that here tonight we have been informed, it has been confirmed, that in the Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Steve Austin matchup, the submission match, which now could be a WWF title match at WrestleMania 13, you will be the special referee for that matchup. Hogan! Oh! Oh, great Hulk Hogan! It's not... It's not Roddy the Icon, Hulk Hogan. It's the Con Man. You're an Icon, brother. Join the horseman and let's... Woo! If the jacket fits, wear it. You know what? The jacket fits just fine. Let's get smart about it. They're my family. They will watch my back. I would be proud to fight with the horse. He accepted it. I sent him. We have wanted to hear that. To get it out of him. Tony. I, I, I don't know you. you. You're a liar. 
Oh, wait, that was last week. That's right. Ken Shamrock is now the referee for the submission match at WrestleMania 13. We all know what match this is, but the lead-up is just getting better and better. And, of course, Ric Flair is offering up his horsemen like a couple of hoes. So, run down what happened in the wars. I'll start with Monday Night Raw. Raw is war. The fucking music. Holy shit, does this bring me back. This, for me, was like... What song played for you? It was the fucking, like, hardcore metal-ish song. I... uh, I you mean like no art. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Guess <laughs> what? Is that not what played? The beautiful originally? version of having the original old school VHS versions. The first couple of weeks, they open with the beautiful people. The beautiful people. Oh, that's right. Didn't they use that later? Because I started Smackdown? listening to it and I go, it. they did use it for SmackDown later. Look at me. Yep. So it's crazy. I, but That was the same thought in my head. I go, I thought they used this for SmackDown later. But they used it to begin Raw for probably a couple of weeks until they get that new yeah. intro that you're hearing. Yeah. I think they dubbed that sound over for all network. Because you can't have, you have to pay Marilyn Manson royalties on every one of them. Right. So yeah, there you go. That's it. That's what I got. All right. On with it. There we go. Uh, we get Sid in the ring with Jim Ross. Uh, he's going to be tagging with Undertaker tonight. Uh, just cuts a promo on Taker about their match coming up at WrestleMania. And when he's done, the gong hits. Taker comes to the ring, and he says to he says to Sid, "If you're scared, say you're scared." And I pop for that because I, you know I, I know uh, Nightwing is a big Outcast fan, so uh, there's a. There's an Outcast song called that, and I just started. I actually even put the lyrics here. Oh, you mean the the Asylum's Jackson? That song? No, it's definitely not that song. No, no. But nice try. Uh, yeah, anyway. I'm sorry, Ahmed. (laughs) I have Prozac. Yes, yes, yes. Never meant to take so much at once. (laughs) Now I lay here dead upon the couch. (laughs) Okay, now you went too far. Jesus Christ. We haven't even gotten through the first segment here. Um, Basically, both of them are saying they don't want to partner with each other, and then Bear comes out, Mankind Invader, and there's a brawl. Um, Yeah, there you go. You get a Mania 13 ad after that. And then we get, this is what I wrote because I didn't hear it at first. Rocky Maivia versus some Canuck jobber. Tony Rua. Uh, Iron Sheik and Backlund and Sultan come out. uh, Basically just cutting a uh, promo on Rocky. They got an icy title match at WrestleMania coming up. Basically this match was Bob Backlund shouting loud noises at the crowd during the whole match. Uh, That's pretty much what it was. Rocky wins, brawls with Sultan a little bit. And then... You know, Rocky kind of powders because, you know, he's getting surrounded. So uh, he heads out. And as he's heading out, oh, Tony Atlas, what are you doing there? Just sitting in the crowd. Would you buy a fucking ticket, Tony? Hey, hey, (laughs) let me shake your hand. Hey, why don't you just come up on the ramp and walk to the back with me? It was weird. It was totally random. Um, It's funny because Tony Atlas... Only about a year before this was Saba Simba in WWE. Like, 
they made him that even though he was, you know, with Rocky Johnson all those yeah. years. <laughs> right. And then later they bring him in to just be a laugh machine in like 2008 where he just goes, <laughs> Tony's gotten some weird shit, but being a fan to sitting at the ringside, look like he paid for his ticket like everybody else. He was like nine rows back. Like <laughs> pretty far. <laughs> um, What I wanted to bring up is you do know, do know who the Sultan is, right? Yeah. Okay. Rikishi. Bob Backlund. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, those loud colors that uh, Rikishi was wearing prior, I forget what his name was before. Uh, oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name? But he had, like, the like the loud jacket, like uh, Kid and Play and all that. So I, I think that Oh, my God, so you're they, right. Yeah. So they had to fucking take him out of that because <laughs> it just wasn't popular anymore. <laughs> All right. You know yeah. what? That's really funny because I was going to mention Fatu. Kid and Play. There it is. Um, I was going to mention Kid and Play to you last week when I go, <laughs> I smell the work. I was going to mention from House Party the, the, do I smell, I smell, you smell, I, I smell pussy, but it's the, I smell work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is. I want to kick some fucking ass. Sorry. <laughs> All right. We're not talking about kids. We may need anymore. to do a house party for our movie of the week this week. Uh, I'm oh, kidding. Go boy, ahead. No, we're totally not doing that. Uh, yeah, so next we get our AAA showcase. It's Heavy Metal, Pentagon, and Pierroth versus Latin Lover, Octagon, and Hector Garza. Um, basically, this was just a thing so they could show China in the crowd getting escorted out by security and Pillman backstage. Uh Pillman's going to be wrestling on Shotgun Saturday. Uh, no, not wrestling. I think commentating. They said. Oh, I thought he said he was going to be because Vince said he's going to be wrestling soon. Pillman was like, "Oh, then maybe it is wrestling." I'm sorry, maybe you're right. Yeah. I, I I could be wrong. Um, I think I I was a little confused in that part because I was still kind of taken back by just listening to the exact words that Vince said. While this six-man tag was going on. <clears throat> I'm going to try and do a Vince voice on this. Which, by the way, you didn't mention in our news. He was announced. He is the one that is inducting Undertaker into the Hall ah, of yes, Fame. Ah, yes, correct. I'm like, eh. I'm like, yeah. Grace, we have to listen to a guy who sounds like he can't clear his throat. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's always like the, this is Undertaker. <laughs> he always sounds so, <laughs> like, like he can't get that loogie out. But I'm going to give you his... 97 impression here we go something that this is a fucking goddamn quote from this match what a great bunch of matadors <laughs> you, you almost got it vince you almost got it matadors not luchadors what a great bunch of matadors <laughs> gross enough he was must have fucking been waiting for El Toro to come back or come to fruition. Tito Santana, he maybe was probably waiting for uh, El Matador. <laughs> right. All right. Dude, tonight was Night of the Jobbers between both shows. Next, we got Ahmed Johnson versus Roy Raymond, I think. I don't know. Uh, Nation comes out and just watches the match uh, from the top of the ramp. It's a squash. Uh, the Nation's music is playing during the whole match. Um, 
Ahmed gets on the mic, basically says, hey, you know, well, you have a nation. I, I, I got you a gift. I, I got two guys to have my back. It's fucking LOD. So it's going to be Ahmed w- with LOD watching his back uh, in the street fight against Farouk at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. In Chicago, baby. A Chicago street fight between the nation and Ahmed and LOD. And it's funny. A uh, couple of things. Had a little bit of time to kill. I have now advanced my way to the end of WrestleMania 13. So I'm just oh, a, wow. a, just a touch ahead. I, I just finished WrestleMania 13, which isn't much. It's like we're, I think, only a week or two ahead of this right now. Um, but, God, I forgot that this, ma- that this match even happened. Um, but it's great because the nation's just not whoever the three guys are. So you know this is just going to be awesome because you got all these little guys, D'Lo, Brown, those young talent that, yeah, they'll take some bumps. This is the match for it. It's finally the payoff because this has been going since before SummerSlam. Remember, SummerSlam 96, we covered it. It was supposed to be Farouk versus Ahmed for the Intercontinental title, and then he had to drop it due to the rupture. <laughs> yeah. So this is the payoff. So I'm kind of glad we're getting there. As I started watching this and he brought LOD to this, I go, all right, I had to remember why we got to this, you know, kind of all the way back. You know, this has almost been a solid year now that we're covering this. As soon right. as we finish this WrestleMania, we will have done just about a year's worth of Monday Night Wars. Insane. Crazy. Insane. Uh, next we... <laughs> Bulldog and Owen versus the Blackjacks. Uh, JR stops him at the top to congratulate him on their match uh, and Bulldogs win. Owen's basically just shrugging him off. Uh, stuff like that. Blackjacks cut a promo on Bulldog and Owen. They're basically just running down Owen. Um, Bradshaw <laughs> calls Owen a filthy Canadian tick. And at the end of his promo, he says, but you, let me tell you something, Owen. You sure do have some pretty lips, boy. <laughs> 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 Which Owen obviously takes offense to and jump starts the match. Was this um, deliverance? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Uh, dude, not a lot happens th- during this uh, re- pertaining actually to the match. Uh, Vader, Mankind, and Bear are backstage. They cut a promo. Uh, they're facing Owen and Bulldog for the tag titles. At Mania, we get the creepy Freddy Blassie ad, which I always have to point out because it is just too fucking creepy. Um, we get announced that... He just Sid- never stopped showing it. <laughs> I know. Why Like, why are you doing this? This is not right. Uh, they announce next week at Raw it's going to be Sid versus Brett in the steel cage for the world title next week. Uh, we get a promo from Taz who's calling Lawler out, uh, and it, it ends up being a DQ. Even commentary doesn't understand how the DQ happened, though. Um, basically, the best that they could explain that is that Bulldog was in the ring for too long. So, yeah, like I said, this was just Quick, someone give me a rule. What should I say? <laughs> this was just a reason for them to like cut to other promos and stuff. Um, next, we get Taz. He's at ringside wants to go after Lawler, and Lawler actually gets up and goes after him. At which point Sabu just comes out of nowhere, goes for a splash, misses, and just hits a table. Well, I guess Sabu had to go through a table one way or another. I think it's funny. It was like the whole pushing and shoving. And then this guy just comes in and falls out of nowhere. And they're like, what the fuck? I don't know. Fuck it. All right. Anyway. Uh, next we get Leaf Cassidy versus Miguel Perez. Oh, dear God. I, I just I couldn't look at that fur coat any longer, so I just had to skip through it. Perez wins. Um, yep, yeah, basically uh, Ken Shamrock has an announcement uh, before they go to break, and they show Ken Shamrock, and he looks so confused. 
Like he must have been mumbling to himself. I don't know you. You're a liar. You're a liar. I don't know you. <laughs> uh, so uh, they take the time. Got to get show. my lines ready for tonight. <laughs> Uh, they show the actual Raw is War promo, uh, where it's like they're in a ring in a junkyard with, with you know, uh, you know, cylinders or uh, fucking barrels, you know, with fire and, uh, yep. and stuff like that. Super cool. Again, it is my favorite. It takes me back. Uh, but we we do get Ken Sh- Ken Shamrock in the ring with Jr. Uh, announcing he's going to be the ref in the Hart Austin match. Austin interrupts on the Tron. Uh, <laughs> at one point, he goes to say "son" and he says "shum." And he gets visibly pissed because he just stops and he looks off. Oh, damn it! And he goes back into it. Like he, he just he he said, "I'm breaking cave up. I don't give a fuck. I'm pissed." I was like, "I've never uh, seen him do that ever." <laughs> me neither. Me neither. It was hilarious though. Um, and Shamrock, of course, goads him. Hey, I didn't bring my tights, but you can come to the ring if you want. And Brett's music hits, and Austin gets off the camera and off the Tron. Um, and basically, he cuts his his typical promo as of late. Uh, I'm tired of getting screwed and, you know, all that stuff. Shamrock, tell Shamrock, you better not screw me. Uh, I get says, screwed by everybody here in the WWF. <laughs> I get screwed by Steve Austin. I get screwed by the boy toy. I even get screwed by Vince McMahon. I'm pretty goddamn spot on on this thing. Like, this is almost a weekly promo. I'm starting to have it embedded into my skull because I, look it. Maybe I just blocked all that out as a kid, and I'm like, well, he's got grievances, but I'm a Brett fan. Now I'm watching it, and I'm like, Jesus, dude, we heard you for the last four weeks. Got it. You're getting fucked over. Quit, man. I don't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) The best part is Shamrock actually did have a decent line. He goes, yeah, I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm I'm not here to listen to your problems. I'm here to ref. That was great. (laughs) I'm like, okay. You know, it wasn't his. It was fed to him, much like the you're lying. (laughs) Absolutely. It had to be fed to him. Yeah, and then Austin shows up on the ramp, does the double middle fingers, and they, they play off the commercial. Uh, next, we get Aldo Montoya versus Billy Gunn. Don't you dare fucking do it. Let me get through the notes first. Honky Tonk Man's in the ring and joins commentary. Talking about he has his list narrowed down to about three people. Uh, then we get Sonny backstage to push her Shotgun Saturday gossip column. Uh, Vince, wouldn't you like to get undercover with Sonny? Billy Gunn. Wins. I heard if you get undercover with Sonny, it's, it's just incredible. There you go. At least I set you up. Good for that one. <laughs> uh, we go back uh, to the back. Uh, God, I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> mankind and Bearer cutting a promo. Uh, mankind just hits himself in the head and busts himself open over the eye. That was cool. Uh, not surprised. Uh, next week, Gold Dust. Ever try versus... doing that? No. It's kind of tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. I, I'm sure he's a pro at it, though. Um, after you get your ear ripped off, you know, you're pretty, you know, good at anything in that realm. Uh, Goldust versus another jobber, Tim McNeeny, I think is what they said. Um, it was a squash. Triple H and China showed up on the ramp, but at one point, Triple H disappears. China heads to the ring, um, and Triple H uses the opportunity to attack Goldust. Marlena actually jumps on China's back and puts on a sleeper. Uh, Triple H then powders, leaving China in the ring, uh, and uh, they're separated, and then China... It was it was kind of botchy. She went to press one of the refs and throw them, throw them at the other ones, and she got him up about halfway, and her one arm just couldn't extend, and she, he she launched him anyway, and it could have gone pretty bad. I wonder who seriously yeah. got hurt during that spot, but uh, 
Yeah, they still played it. It was out. cool to see Marlena yeah. jump on her back. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. She's got a little fight in her. All right. <laughs> right. It, but she looks like a chihuahua against, like, a Doberman in this thing. Like, she she really jumped on, like, I'm going to get you, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. And she did pretty good. She held on for a while there. Uh, next, I, I can't believe we're actually having a debate segment on Raw, but uh, I guess this is a sign of things to come over the next few years. Uh, it's Lawler versus Paul. When you say and, few, you mean 25, right? Yeah, 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 pretty much, right? Um, they just had a spelling bee on Raw a couple weeks ago. Don't okay? remind You me. went from debate to a spelling bee. Pretty soon they're going to dissect a fucking frog on this show, I'm telling you. Oh, boy. That would probably be more exciting than what they're doing now anyway, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so basically, uh, Jim Ross is the mediator or, or moderator uh, and says, the question is, should ECW even exist? Lawler won the toss. You get a 90-second opening. Um, that's where the rules stop. Does the rule stop meaning anything after this? Uh, the question is, does ECW exist? Um, you know, Lawler's just running everybody down. ECW roster comes to the ring. Uh more people are watching them because they're on Raw. That's the only reason people are watching them. He talks about, you know, they're only booking 11. They're only selling 1,100 tickets. Uh, Raw's going in there selling 20,000 tickets. Um, Sandman comes in the ring, tells Paulie, give me the word, I'll cave his head in. Um, and then Paulie and Lawler just start going back and forth. You want to shoot with me? You want to shoot with me? He starts talking about Lawler's kids. They don't even want your last name. Lawler says Paulie's mom and dad financed ECW. Um, Lawler calls out the roster, but nobody ever comes out. <laughs> Lawler's trying did, to get the did WWE he, ever. Didn't he also say how's trolling the playgrounds, Lawler? Like I feel like oh. it was a reference because he because he bangs younger kid uh, younger girls. Sorry, I don't mean kids. I'm sorry. Yeah, younger not women. kids. Not kids. Right, I'm sorry. No, he's always been known for just being a guy that goes for younger tail. So it's, I'm not sure if that was his little dig at that. He goes, how's trolling the playgrounds, Jerry? And then he went right into the, your own son's, uh, your own son doesn't even want to have your last name. Um, This is the most not well put together segment I think I have ever witnessed. Sandman coming in and saying something. Dreamer coming in and saying something. Everybody just grabs the mic. And, oh, let me let me hit him for you. And and then nobody coming out. It was you're supposed to only have. I'm sorry. What was it? Ninety seconds, 90 seconds at best. Yeah. Lawler went like a good four minutes straight, and Paul went to talk, and he goes, "No, I'm finishing." And I was like, and like you said, rules went right out the window as soon as they announced the rules. There were no rules. Yep. Pretty much, pretty much. They'd have been better off saying rule number one, there are no rules. Good luck, gentlemen, and walked away. (laughs) Ross did try to call Lawler on the time a couple times, and and then after that, yeah, it was like, nope, nothing. So, yeah, there was that. Uh, We got our main event, Mankind Invader versus Taker and Sid. It's a jump start before Taker even gets out there. Um, uh, The the show's running over, and they say, oh, USA's granted us extra time. JR says you better adjust those VCRs. Did you adjust your VCR? I uh, didn't need to because I was watching it. Oh, well, there you go then. Technically illegally. And I don't mean like we were stealing cable. Um, I mean, I was probably at this point, you know, you had a bedtime. This is when Raw's on late and you're trying to put a towel in front of the door so you can't see the light going through uh, underneath and you're watching crafty. Raw on crafty. the volume of one. The one. <laughs> <laughs> you ever listen to anything on volume 
one. I have, indeed. <laughs> that was raw for like a good couple of years for me. I'm like, what did he call him? <laughs> uh, Taker ends up taking out Sid. And he does one of his top rope suicide dives, and this one looked gorgeous because he kind of went sideways over it. Uh, yeah. Look, looked awesome. Looked awesome. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, Sid and Taker end up going after each other. Uh, Sid ends up powerbombing Taker. Vader gets the pin. And um, <laughs> they end the show after, after Taker follows Sid to the back to go after him. They go just randomly to Bret Hart. And Vince goes, oh, well, what do you think about that title match and, and, and how you got that title match? He goes, yeah, I guess I got it by crying a lot. <laughs> and that's raw. <laughs> so, like, is he admitting that he has been scripted to cry a lot? Or is he saying, I actually admit realizing in this company all I had to do was cry a lot and I can get what I want? I'm not sure. Could have been a bit of both. Could have been a bit of both. Probably is. Well, guess what? It is March, and it is spring break for WCW. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Okay. Uh, opening shot is Hogan with Dennis Rodman. Uh, they're in front of the movie poster for Double Team, which is Dennis Rodman's new movie with Van Damme. I forgot about that. As soon as I saw the poster, I go... Oh, I forgot about this shit staying on the Hollywood uh, industry. I forgot that these two put a movie together. Yeah, we all tried to forget. Yeah, well. So yeah, I. Uh, that's all I got. I just, I, I just thought it was funny to see that movie poster. Anyway, on with Nitro. Limo pulls up front. It's a white one, so they're like, "Oh, it can't be the NWO," and it's not. It's Piper and his crew. They're all wearing kilts, and they walk into Club La Vila which is uh, home to this week's Nitro. It is spring break in Panama City Beach. This venue is right on the beach, and the ring is literally built in the middle of a pool. So somebody's taking a drink at some point. You know that. Uh, we open up uh, you actually volt. shouldn't drink pool water. It has chlorine. Yeah, I know. It's actually... Oh. Thank you, scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jander. Thank you, scientist. <laughs> We, get high, we open up a high voltage versus Jeff Jarrett and Mongo. Um, <laughs> camera pans through the crowd and they show a couple of girls there. And Shivani like just stops mid sentence. Hello, ladies. Oh, Tony. Not at Tony. Oh Tony my God! Was, I got a Tony Shivani story. I got a Tony Shivani story. Oh, yeah, Tony Shivani was there. Yeah. After he announces dynamite. Uh. Dynamite? Like what the matches are going to be coming up oh, okay. uh, it, for this this Wednesday night tonight. Mm-hmm. The cameras turn off them. They're showing the promo to whatever the next match is, which I think was the the world title match. And I just see the lights go off of him, and he just turns to head back towards the announce booth. Dude, I watch his shoulders just shrug down and slowly walk like he's like, God, I just need this fucking night to be over. I'm tired as fuck. Like you can just tell, like cause it's a long day. You know what I mean? Like it just. I just watched, like, he's, like, on. He's, like, ladies and gentlemen. Blah, 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 blah. Cameras go off. He goes, hmm. Just, like, <laughs> sunk down. I was, like, God damn, Poor Tony, Tony needs a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, uh, I had to just bring that up. It was good seeing Tony Schiavone in both no, Nitro was, and live. There you go. Uh, yeah, so, basically, they're talking about Rodman's going to be joining the NWO tonight. Um, 
So they're announcing that if Team Piper wins at Uncensored, Piper is going to get a cage match against Hogan. So we know what happens there. Uh, Mongo ends up winning it uh, with a tombstone. So uh, Mean Gene's in the ring with Team Piper afterwards. And <laughs> Mean Gene, this is not his first line of the night. It's not his last. If I would have known school was this much fun, I would have went to school. <laughs> oh, Gene, Gene. And then Piper even says, I've never seen so many pretty women in one place at one time. Um, Piper... <laughs> Spring break to me meant the last spring of my mattress broke. That's why I have six kids. Uncensored! That's not me making fun. That's that exactly what I just said. It that was a exactly line. What he just said. That is exactly what he just said. That happened. Uh, then he starts talking about how Howard Stern won't have Piper on his show, or he won't have him on his show. So, you know, Piper. Uh, and Piper says, you know, Stern is hung like a pit bull. Uncensored! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it, Piper. You know, he's doing the best. Wait, wait, you guys are listening don't understand that I'm laughing at so hard. Is he's doing the arms just like <laughs> Piper does, where he puts them out to the side. Like when he's like, I'm a crazy guy, like that. Like he always does and does the uncensored. ODM is doing this right now, but also it's because Piper was doing it. So this is like, oh, it's phenomenal to watch right now. This is just great. Keep, just please keep uncensoring. <laughs> After he makes the point about uh, Stern being hung like a pit bull, Gene goes like a wild field. Uncensored! <laughs> uh, he tells he, uh, he says to Rodman, he goes, hey, it's a kilt, not a skirt. Don't go pinching my buns. Um, so, yeah. so And then Piper just starts talking about the WWF. He says, mm-hmm. he says, uh, and he says, uh, they... You know, when they let me go, they said, uh, you know, we don't have, or they had mentioned something on the air. You know, we don't have any one-hit people in, in pay-per-views in WWF. To which Piper says, you have no hip people, and that's why the people are watching WCW. Then he reminds the WWF, you know what? I had one hip when I beat Goldust. Wow. Okay. Yep. Talk about shooting. Uh, then Flair's music. You cannot hit. give Roddy Piper a microphone, no, and hope that he will do the right thing. As a matter of fact, your biggest fears are probably what is going to happen. <laughs> if like you're a promoter, you know what I mean. You're like, hey, try not to say this. You probably don't even <laughs> mention those things because then he's going to go, ooh, yeah, good idea. I'm saying that now. Right? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so Flair's music hits. Uh, they go, the horsemen enter the ring. Uh, no Benoit, no woman. Um, Arn says, you know, this is a job for pros, not for amateurs. And fucking Arn, man, you know, we talk about the Glock line from AEW. Well, here he says, when somebody breaks into your house, you don't shoot them with a water gun. You find something big and you bash their brains in. Arn's been doing so it. So Arn has now been all about letting you know he is about home protection, life protection. <laughs> Arn will fucking kill you in any way that you want to give him a shot. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So basically what's happening is... Wait, hey, God, I just figured it out. All right, we got a whiteboard here. All right, so I'm going to come down, and I'm going to be like, wow, there's a lot of pretty girls here. Flair, you're going to come in. Yeah, I'm going to be like, hey, look at, hey, hey, how's it going? When can I get my story about killing someone? (laughs) 
There you go. Sorry. Yeah, he probably they probably didn't have, he probably didn't have to ask. He probably just did it. So I feel like the, he sent them the, okay, so that's what the whiteboard is. <laughs> All right, you're gonna come in. You're gonna do that. Aaron's obviously gonna give a story about killing somebody, and then uh, <laughs> then we'll take it away where you're gonna now offer the horseman up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that's pretty much what happens. Flair does his spastic uh, mannerisms, takes off his jacket. Thought he was going to throw it on the ring and do the elbow drop. He throws it in the air instead, but Piper catches it. Took him about five minutes to put it on, uh, but he finally did. Um, I've never minute. seen someone struggle to put a jacket on. Like it, it was like fat guy in a little coat, except it wasn't a fat guy in a little coat. It was a regular-sized guy putting on a regular-sized coat, Yep, and he's never – he's like – but he put his his right arm through the left at first. I was like, oh, my God, this is taking way longer than it should. This is awkward as fuck to watch. Yeah, yeah. But with yeah, one yeah. hippie beat Goldust, so That's it's right. all right. <laughs> right. Uh, Piper basically says, listen, my new family will watch my back, and uh, I'll team up with the horsemen. So there you go. Yep. Uh, next we have Dave Taylor versus Prince. And Isaiah. those guys didn't give a shit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were I know. Like, okay, cool. All right. Even Tenta was like, I don't even have to wrestle. All right, wearing this kilt, but I'm getting paid. Let's do this. None exactly. of them even looked like they were mad about not getting the pay-per-view match, payday, nothing. They were just like, yeah, it's a wise decision. <laughs> right? Thank God cooler's ha- cooler heads prevailed on that one at least. Um, yeah, next we get Dave Taylor versus Prince Ikea. Dave Taylor finally is back to the Blue Bloods gear. They must have looked at the other shit and said, oh, what the fuck is, why are we doing this? So we've got that at least. Um, NWO Hummer shows up. Uh, we get another attack on the NWO. They're walking in. They look back. Wall Street's on the ground. So that's attack number two. Uh, IKO wins. No big surprise. Uh, next we get Jim Powers versus Eddie Guerrero for the U.S. title. This one took a weird turn because I, I had never got the impression that this is what they were trying to sell, but apparently it was. Uh, they've got Malenko on commentary, and he's saying, you know, we're going to see the true Eddie Guerrero. Um, and basically what happens is at the end of the match, Teddy Long gets on the apron and Guerrero unknowingly shoves him into Teddy Long, who takes a bump, uh, and Guerrero gets the win. Um, Gene's in the ring with Guerrero basically saying, hey, is it, uh, is it us or is it you? You know, pretty much calling his recent morality into question. Um, and Eddie's really selling it. You know, I'm tired of this. My friends, my family, Gene, you know, you think I'm changing and I'm sick and tired of it. I didn't think he was changing. I didn't. What? 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 What's happening? No, but what is great is that this is an official step into the heel turn that will forever be Eddie. You know what I mean? Like the guy that the the people are like you're seeming selfish. You're acting this and that, right? And and right. that's kind of what. Malenko saying this isn't the real one. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the real Eddie. Well, the real Eddie does lie, cheat, steal. He's, uh, you know, an admittable piece of shit in a way. You know what I mean? And and so he's, I never realized they actually played into a full angle for his his heel turn, almost like where people are calling him out, as opposed to him just coming out and doing some dirty tactics. It's calling you out on your shit first, especially when you just said it right there. Not really even doing anything on TV, but apparently behind the scenes he's being a prick or whatever, and everybody's like, yeah, I'll show you the real Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I mean, very interesting. Few, yeah, there's been a few things. There's this thing, you know, where he hit uh, Powers into Teddy Long. There was, I think, his win last week where he ended up having his feet on the rope accidentally. 
uh, you know, causing yep. Malenko to lose the title by letting go of it. and have, You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it's definitely those things that, you know, they're playing on things. It just doesn't seem like they're really selling it as much as they would have to try to get that across that he's turning that way. But ultimately right. where we go is, is, is well worth it. So uh, next we get Sergeant Craig Pittman versus uh, DDP. Pittman has control most of the match, but DDP ends up hitting the cutter and gets the win. Um <laughs> Gene's in the ring with DDP afterwards, uh, you know, asking him about Savage and the recent attacks. And then the lights and the sound go out, but DDP and Gene finish the interview. Uh, they they go to a couple breaks, and they come back, and they finish the interview. So, um, did DDP really not know that it all went out? I mean, like, not only just, like, the, the sound, but also the lights. Like, did he think that it was still going through to cable and just not in the arena? In the, the arena, because he kept going and going, and I was like, "But this so is did Gene. Maybe the NWO is fucking with him. Yeah, G- I, I, it was weird. Gene they even kept, kept with going. it. Yeah, it was weird. I don't. Yeah. Well, I you're supposed know. to keep going no matter what. Keep the right. show going, and it'll go. But after ten seconds, maybe go I, touch the mic, do something, be like, "Oh, is this thing on?" Like it. Do something. You can stray a little bit. You don't have to keep doing it. Even the crowd was like, we can't hear you. I could hear clear, like, chants from the crowd. It was awesome. Right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So after Little that, did if- you know that this promo, this interview would be a two-segment kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Which pretty much was. Yeah, they came back from break. They did a Saturday night spot and went back to break and then came back. Um. Uh, last match for our two Galaxy versus Rey Mysterio Jr. I like Galaxy's music, you know, as far as generic entrance music yep. for wrestlers goes. You know, uh, yeah, Rey gets the win. Uh, it's going to be Rey versus Aiki at un- uncensored. Uh, so we do head into hour two. We get Gene, <laughs> Mean Gene, in the ring with John Sencio and MTV VJ. Do you remember John Sencio? I've never know. seen him. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and then I was looking for downtown with Julie Brown. Yeah, there I you was go, looking right? for the tall dude that won VJ award or whatever, that real tall, skinny, douchey guy with the real shaggy looking hair. So yeah, Jesse or something like that. I was looking for anybody. Nope. Never know that guy. I had yeah. no idea. Me neither. But he's there at spring break, so fuck it. Yeah, he's at spring break. I guess that makes sense. Introduces Miss Nitro, aka Pamela Rogers. Um, Jim Mean Gene says, Yeah, they I laid on the beach as bait and this is what we got. I don't know if you should sell it that way, but I mean, uh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> was, uh, was he referring to his uh, member? Uh, I think indirectly, <laughs> yes, to some extent he has to be. Yeah, that would be the thought. Uh, <clears throat> John Sencio mentions that they have Hall Nash and Six are going to be appearing on Fame or Shame. Um, Gene is speechless. <laughs> I go, this was this was a waste of time. Gene's kind of, you know, trying to forcibly fall all over himself, you know, about how attractive this woman is. Uh, <clears throat> when they kick her out of the ring, he, Gene goes, Weasel, don't do anything you shouldn't do. Weasel, ah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shut up, Richard. <laughs> it was so great. Uh, next, we get the amazing French Canadians, Greg Valentine and Roadblock versus Team WCW. Guess who wins? Uh, they do uh, the in ring with Gene afterwards. Basically, the, the stipulation for them is if they if Team WCW wins, all the belts are going to be the on, on the line. If the NWO wins, they're allowed on any WCW telecast, which they already are, so I don't get that one. The dumbest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And then Mean Gene at the end says, why don't you look over there? Tell me if that's inspiration. And Luger looks up in the crowd, and he kind of just puts his hands out like, hey, 
Uh, Rick's not paying any attention. He's running around like a dog barking because that's what he does. I know it sounds weird, but Giants no selling, and Scotty is grinning ear to ear. The only thing I can think of is somebody flashed him. And Gene's like, hey, look at that. Oh, I didn't know what it was either because I didn't even – that's awesome. They didn't show it. They didn't show it. Yeah, they just stayed on the hard cam. They never showed it because Gene was pointing like – So Gene was clearly throwing them back during this show. It definitely seems like – dude, they were at spring break. What do you think? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And he's a professional. The beer was flowing like wine. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so uh, we get Juventud Guerrero versus Ultimate, Ultimate Dragon. Dragon wins. Um, Ono's been doing the thing lately where he's got the disposable camera and he's doing the selfies uh, with Dragon on the way in and afterwards. They're using Fuji cameras this time, so at least they switch from Kodak. <laughs> you thought they would have learned the first time, but... All right, so next we get Chris Jericho versus Scotty Riggs. I like this because this ent- the entrance for Jericho is one that they use on the network a lot for, like, you know, the Monday Night War segments and everything. I don't know why I remember that. It's completely irrelevant to this, so let's move on. Uh, Bagwell runs in with a weight belt and just whips Riggs. It's a DQ. Uh, Bagwell, in, in, in his finest, cut off jorts. That was very becoming of him. Uh, Same pair. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> I'm sure you do. They don't fit like that, though. Um <laughs> It takes them like it takes commentary like thirty seconds trying to figure out who won the match, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's probably a no contest." Even Mike Tanay's like, "Oh yeah, it's a no contest." And then they announce Riggs is the winner, so it was just it's happened on both shows. Dynamite uh, continuity, boys. Glad yeah. everybody's on the same page, knowing what was going on there. Yeah. Uh, we get Mean Gene with Medusa. Um, Gene says he was in a bikini contest, maybe a wet T-shirt in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> he's getting creepier i told you i told you he was on during this um it was not the greatest promo basically just talking about being in the women's division and luna's attack last week so not much to do there uh next we get taskmaster versus Hardbody harrison remember that dude um dude jacqueline got some offense in uh she did like a suplex and like a body slam on the outside to Hardbody harrison it was pretty fucking impressive um, it was a double count. His body was pretty hard. Yeah. And, and it was a typical Sullivan match. He just hard dragged, terrible. To, <laughs> dragged Harrison to the beach, uh, threw him into Jacqueline for a lariat. They eventually throw him in the pool. Um, yeah. Um, and then at the end, I, you know, this was another disjointed Taskmaster Jacqueline promo. And Gene at the end. You should hear what the guys at the car wash are saying about Jacqueline. What the fuck does that even I mean? I don't know. Wait, I literally, I'm like, is she working there? Is she like, okay, even if she stops to get her car washed, what the fuck does that mean? The guy, wait, why are you hanging out with car wash attendants, Gene? What the fuck? Even if you're not hanging with him, you stopped at the car wash. Hey, guys, <laughs> give me your thought on Jacqueline, quick. <laughs> I don't understand that line. I don't either. It was still funny, You though. know why? That's what drunk people say. Shit, that doesn't make sense. They have 15 sentences in their head, and they took a little bit of everything and put it together. That was his sentence. Look, at, I met Gene in that exact form in a Buffalo hotel. I know. <laughs> He was feeling good at spring break. Did he, did he talk about the car wash? 
Let me ask you, have you ever been to a car wash that talks about Jackie? <laughs> Call option eight. <laughs> Call option eight. That one's extra. Uh, we get NWO coming to the ring. Uh, Sting's still with uh, Bischoff as Hogan. If he's the newest member of NWO, he says Rodman's the real hot rod. Um, they show some footage of Hogan giving him the shirt. Uh, let's see. Yeah, basically, they're just calling out everybody for the upcoming pay-per-view. And at the end, Hogan says NWO is tits. <laughs> so apparently, he was digging into the pimple too. I don't know, man. <laughs> I... <laughs> I never knew ever that that was a quote in any wrestling ever. I use that on like a monthly basis so minimum. Dumb. Like, oh, that's tits. You know what I mean? Like, I've never heard that in wrestling. I heard it. I go, the fact that Hogan just said that, that's tits. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> and then the ending was just dog shit. It was public enemy coming out. They're facing Harlem heated uncensored. Um, they start cutting a promo on the horsemen, and then I just wrote loud noises. Harlem Heat come out and attack them, and they fight off the air. Kind of bogus, but yep. I think Nitro had a better show just based off of uh, Mean Gene. I mean, <laughs> I don't know anything else that happened in any of the shows other than the fact that Mean Gene was just tearing it up, <laughs> and also getting pro doing promos. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Mean Gene was... Yo, Mean Gene was on spring break. Good for him. He, he was enjoying every second of it. Episode well, name? Yeah, next week we got the cage match with Sun, uh, Sid and Brett. Um, but is it this Sunday coming up? Is it pay-per-view for Uncensored? You know, I almost thought they said it was Saturday, but it's definitely this weekend. Okay. And that's going to be the three-way. You have Team Piper, Team WCW, Team NWO. Correct. Kind of hoping those nobodies were going to be in there and they would just start doing some, <laughs> oh, like, dear God. luchador stuff. Or, as Vince likes, likes to say, what a great bunch of matadors, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwig. Wing. Eh? It's Night Wing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Um, hello, Night Wing? Are you there? All I hear is crickets again. You okay, man? Check in with us. Let me ask you, man. Have you ever had a bad day? Like, so bad that everyone just wants to keep fucking with you and you feel like if you could be a person like Grand Theft Auto and just go around and just give people a piece of who you are yeah I, I, i've had a couple two tree of them michael douglas portrays that and it's it's great because it, it became a meme too michael douglas portrays this in the movie falling down and that's this week's movie of the week um 
It's a businessman who I pretty I, I I think he gets let go at the beginning of the movie from his job, and briefcase in hand, he just wants to get home to see his daughter for her birthday. You begin to find out that him and his wife are estranged, and he's got a couple, as you say, a couple two tree screws loose. And god damn, this guy plays out everything you really wish you could be in this movie. Uh, it, and it's funny because the meme is the older I get, the more I start to understand Michael Douglas's character and falling down. Best scene. For me, it's got to be McDonald's. Goes into the fast food restaurant. You see, this I'd is like exactly a, uh... what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So, I'd like a breakfast thing. We're done selling it. All right. Gets upset. Orders the, the burger. And you're right. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And he opens it up. You see that picture up there? That looks like a big voluptuous juicy burger oh look at this and it looks like what you really do get at mcdonald's when they smash down your even a double or triple cheeseburger at mcdonald's nowadays looks like it's just the two buns and you're like there are patties in there surprisingly and that's what he holds up and man goes on a fucking tear with a what, what is the gun in his hand not an uzi what, uh, what, what, i think it looks like an uzi yeah yeah um and then just walking around telling everybody with the gun in his hand, go ahead, eat. And he accidentally <laughs> lets the gun off. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's where you just lose your mind because, you know, you just – everyone keeps fucking with you and you just want to – look at, and he even keeps going, look, I, I'm having a, a really, really rare day. Um, I'm going to need you to cut me some slack. The gang guys that fuck with him when oh he's sitting God. on their rock and he goes – and it, it's all the graffiti on the rock, and he goes, "That's our sign, Holmes." And he goes, "That right there." He goes, "That he goes, you mean the graffiti?" He goes, "It says this is property of fucking blah 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 from fucking here, and you're not fucking allowed." And he goes, "Maybe if it wasn't written in fucking English, I'd fucking understand it." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "It says all that." Yeah, it says all no, that. Oh yeah, that's yeah, it says all. That. <laughs> Oh, man. Robert Duvall's in this movie as well. Bobby Duvall. Yes, sir. Retiring cop. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like his last day, too, right? And yep, he's trying day. to... Well, he plays a cop multiple times in that era uh, and does that and uh, colors with Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Basically, yep. probably had the same uniform. Hey, I got it. Don't worry. I got one from this last gig I did, guys. Can I get more money if I uh, don't have to pay, my, pay for my costume? Yeah, uh, there's. I don't there's, know, man. It, it's such. Yeah, it's just a great movie. Yeah. What, what were you gonna say about falling down? Yeah, there's there's a, there's a couple of good lines. The, the, the graffiti one is good too. Uh, the, there's the uh, the convenience store where he just wants change and he has to buy something, but everything's over a buck, so he can't. So he just doesn't do does the flashback pricing and destroys the store. Actually, pays for the Coca Cola so he can get the quarter to make the phone call. That's when the gang goes by, tries to spray him. They completely miss and crash the car and die. <laughs> and he takes the bag of guns and fucked up. Um, the guy, basically, he's seeing himself at one point, the one dude standing outside the bank with the sign saying, I'm not financially viable. 
basically talking about that you know he's been he used to work and you know now he's on hard times and the bank's telling him he's not fiscally viable uh, and the cops end up taking him away and he stops and he looks at Michael Douglas and he goes don't forget about me and Michael Douglas kind of just nods at him because he's looking at himself yep. that that was a really key moment because I think that's when things kind of really start to turn and really send him even more over the edge then he ends up in I the love- army sir yeah go ahead Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Thank you. Yeah, yep. The, the army, army store. This was used, man. This was used. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lines we can't really say from that exact <laughs> yeah. scene. That well, guy was, hits like every and I was gonna say every anti-Semitic thing you could really say, or every racist thing. Yeah. Um, a good part I love is the in the park the homeless guy coming over hey man oh i came all the way here and i don't have my wallet on me man can i get some money for gas where's your car it's over here <laughs> i promise you know and i'll pay you back if you just give me your address i'll pay you back want me to see your license what i want to see your license i want to see if you have a driver's license you drove here today i want to, you know man screw you i just want a sandwich man i thought you said you want money and he just keeps like getting him fucked up in the whole turn he goes here take my briefcase the only thing in it was just a goddamn apple. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I love it, though. He's like, I mean, oh, I, I meant I, that's where I was doing it, man. Like, he's like, he keeps tripping up the, the homeless guy. It's funny. I just, it's For, honestly, he, he's the guy that when all these people, the things you want to say to all these different people, you get to. Hey, you know who else is in this movie? Ricky from oh, Boys God. in the Hood. <laughs> when he gets that big, giant uh, rocket launcher, and he goes, are you filming a movie? He goes, uh, yeah. He goes, what's it called? He goes, under construction, because the construction crew wasn't working. And he has that big gun from the Army store, and that little kid's teaching him how to use it. And then he hits it, goes right under that hole. God. But that's Ricky from uh, Boys in the Hood. Nice. Nice. The fucked up, the, the fuck up thing about this movie is, for a movie with as serious as a topic as it is, there's a ton of humor in this movie. So much comedy. Maybe that's why I liked it so much as a kid. Now when you watch it as an adult, you're like, I get this guy, man. Well, that's this. the no, thing. No, I want to do this too. Yeah. If you if you made this, <laughs> if this movie was made today, it would be a lot different. It would there would be no humor in it whatsoever because you know mental health is you know very prevalent today in society. And they did would... make it. It's called the Joker. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, actually, a good call. Yeah. I mean, with a, a guy losing his job, mental, he just wants to be him. I mean, that's kind of what it is. There was no humor in it because you're right. It's not a funny thing anymore, right? And it's not yeah. that it was back not then. Not that it was, but, but yeah, no. Right. But, yeah, no, and it was play part. I mean, Michael Douglas just nailed the character. Um, yeah, you know. I think it, Robert it, Duvall did, too. Man, as a cop, he was just – he didn't want to make it end in a bad way, and he just wanted to ev- for everything to end the right way so – he could just go off on a good note, get back to his wife, who he keeps promising he'll he's coming home today. And you yep. keep wondering, well, wait, is Duvall not going to make it in this movie? You know, in it, the pier, the ending, all of it. I mean, it's just such a good movie, man. Like it, it's it's a very deep classic that I, I'm not, I feel like not everyone really knows or remembers as much, but it, it's a it's a classic in my eyes. I think probably one of Michael Douglas's best movies. 
yeah, at the end, uh, Duvall sitting down with the little girl and he says, you know, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I just got to figure out how to tell my wife I'm still a cop. Yup. Yup. That's right. Oh God. Perfect. Dude, that's the way to end it. That was awesome. Even for you saying it right there, that's how you cap off that movie. It was a good, it even had a good, good feel good moment by the end of it. And, uh, as well as again, you ended on humor, man. It, for a movie that there's no way it says comedy drama. That thing is a suspenseful drama. That mm-hmm. is very suspenseful, that movie. But the the comedy in it, you can laugh throughout it if you just have a good sense of humor. But yeah, if you look at that story as a whole, it it's not funny. Yeah, if, yeah, <laughs> so, if you wrote down the plot for something, you'd be like, oh my god, this is terrible. No, but it's right, funny. Someone's like, so this guy's gonna like <laughs> hang himself at the end, right? Because he seems really depressed. That's where you're going with this, right? <laughs> eh, not so much. Nah, he's going to terrorize everybody at McDonald's. <laughs> or maybe you went to McDonald's, where Cleo works. Cleo McDowell. McDowell's. McDowell's. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It was sponsored by... Just let your soul go. Just let it shine through. Just let your I mean, come on, if we're going to talk Cleo, I mean, you might as well have a little bit of <laughs> a moose hairspray commercial for us. Any, any any explanation or any reason to have a soul goal play us off, I'm, I'm good with that. I love it. Well, hey, everyone, thanks so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Thanks so much for letting me fill you in on my side of Revolution 2022. Next week, we're back here not only with another episode, but... May have a little bit more of uh, some a story or two from Dynamite, which is tonight at the Hertz Arena in Estero, which is technically Fort Myers, Florida. I can't remember last. I've never done a pay-per-view and a TV show in the same week. I've done a, two TV shows, a Raw and a SmackDown, so this is especially the fallout of a pay-per-view. This is huge. And, I'm excited and, about and, this. And you're going to get to kick off a new storylines. Exactly, because you know Punk and MJF, it's done. Cole Page, it's done. The way everything was done with that pay-per-view, you're right. It's 100%. They're going to be starting new stuff. And even more so, Jeff Hardy is legal today. As of today, he could show up tonight. I mean, you listened to our promo last week. Fuck the Briscoes. Oh, my God. Could you imagine FTRs in the ring? Briscoes show up. Then Hardy show up. Won't happen, but that's just me playing 2K. Yeah. <laughs> it is season four, so you know when we get out of here, I love to bid you a farewell, and ODM leaves you with just four words. One dark flame.
Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM Joe Rizzo with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. Commode. It's an anecdote, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some funny shit that happened to you while you were in a bathroom. <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to watch Lost Boys. They're my friends. I have to memorize this? It's like three fucking pages. 